Blog Talk Radio.
love that song uh, because when we're obedient and follow the Spirit, if we are obedient and follow the Spirit, truly that song is our testimony. How are you doing tonight? I want to welcome everyone, everyone, the human planet, to another episode of Blog Talk Radio with the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, the person I guess that would uh, you might call a visionary or the person that started this this project which I think is a ministry because we are serious here. We're very serious about sharing things that we've learned in this sojourn sojourn called life. Yes, there are some things, Brother Seth, know for sure that will make you free because those things he know for sure, some of the things he share, I'm not going to be arrogant enough to say everything I share will make you free because we all think we... Our stuff don't stink. We all think that everything we we believe is so true. It is true, as far as I'm concerned. But that don't mean the word. I my life, my teachings, every single word line up with the teachings of the Bible. I would like to think so. I try my best that it be so. But that's why we have dialogue with other believers who have the same Holy Spirit, because in the consensus of people that are trying to do right. Follow the Spirit, you're going to hear from the Most High. He's going to speak because that's just what the Spirit is about. Again, we just have to submit to Him and uh, follow His Spirit as best we can in fellowship because we're not an island unto ourselves, brothers and sisters. We have to have each other because sometimes, like the Scriptures say, there is a way that seems right unto a man. But what's the end? Destruction. So we don't want destruction in our lives tonight, and that's why we're... Um, while we have five smooth stones with these five topics we talk about all the time, that's, that um, is a result of five questions. One young man, one kid asked the father. That was me. Of course, I was grown. But those five questions that I asked the father many years ago translated into five topics or five answers that we call five smooth stones. Again, welcome to the Five Smooth Stone Network. Tonight we're going to have um, a very, very... Uh, Controversial topic, really. I say controversy because there's so many uh, good arguments on both sides of this topic. And yes, it is true. It's good arguments. There is such thing as good arguments and a good argument. On one side, we have those that truly, truly have accepted the Father into their life and they're following the Messiah uh, wheresoever he goes as he leads by his Spirit. But they... Uh, believe in something called grace. They believe when the Father came, uh, when the excuse me, when the Father sent the Son. Don't want to get that mixed up. When the Father sent the Son, as many of you know, um, and He came and died. And, and, and the wonderful things that Messiah did on this earth, representing the Father shedding His His um, blood. Um, as you, many of you know, when He died. Uh, and rose again, and, and of course, ascended to heaven, we believe, before the Father. After this, offering up himself, human beings, mankind, receive one of the greatest, actually it is the greatest gift probably of all, and that was the gift to become as righteous as the Most High Himself. And so we have this treasure in earthen vessels, as the scriptures say. So many people that have accepted the Father and followed the Son by the way of the Holy Spirit, they are 
they walk in grace and they accept righteousness this way. Some of them have trouble with the Old Testament. They believe that some of those laws are not valid for today, uh, that we follow the Spirit, and that's what they do. And so uh, then you always have extremes in either camp that actually believe we don't follow none of those laws. I don't know too many people that, don't, that say that, but most people say we don't follow all of those laws. I never really met someone and said we don't follow no laws in the Old Testament. I don't, because lying is one of the Ten Commandments. I know I'll never meet a believer that say we know I'm supposed to lie. I mean, we're supposed to lie. So that's one camp. That's one school of thought. Again, someone that's born again, that believes in grace, that leans towards the blood, have no confidence in the law, don't believe that we're under it, and that we keep some of the laws, some of them we don't keep. Then there's another camp that believe also. I'm not going to even talk about those who don't believe in the, in the, old, in the New Testament. I mean, because um, that's a whole other show where one day talk about people, individuals that do not accept the New Testament, and even Hebrew Israelites. But tonight is, we're talking about those that are in Christ, following the Father, um, seeking the Father, following the Son as the Holy Spirit leads and guides. And this second count believe that we are we have to do something for our salvation. It's not bank it's not just the blood or the the, the the sacrifice and that's it and you're righteous. No, 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 no. You gotta do something. You gotta work. And you better have some good works. And one of those works is you better keep the Sabbath. And one of those works is you better not eat certain things. And one of those works is all, any of the 613 laws that Israel was walking under or was commanded, these people believe we're supposed to keep all those laws. And they may say something like, well, we don't keep the sacrifices of killing lambs, bulls, and goats, probably because it's illegal. They probably would actually try to go to that some of them. But they actually don't believe in that part. But most of them, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about millions of people, folks. Over, my, over the years, I've met all kind of folk in Cincinnati. We've had these conversations in Cincinnati. We've had these conversations in Israel. We've had these conversations all over probably the planet whenever this discussion come up of law versus grace. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and read the show's description, and some of you might understand exactly um, a little better what I mean. So let's do this. I play my opening song in the background here. This is what I said to many of y'all via text or email I sent this to you and it says this for those that um, I read it for those that just got a let's call the phone number and you do not you didn't get this message this is mainly why I'm reading it for those that didn't get this message because some people just call the phone number since 2011 they don't don't always they don't have a computer somehow alright so I went on to say earlier do we keep the Old Testament and or the New Testament I went on to type tonight. Many who aim to please the Most High aren't clear what we keep. The Old Testament and or the New Testament. This show welcomes all questions, comments, and concerns about the law versus grace. Join us Tuesday night, July 24, 2018, 8 p.m., and that is what's happening right now. It's a short, short one, a short show description because it don't take much. Law versus grace, that old conversation, that old debate that's been going on for many, many years. Well, folks, I also invited some guests again tonight. 
and uh, some of them are going to be a little late. I'll just basically wait till they get here, and we'll talk about them. But right now in the house is one of our guests, and that is the one and only Brother Patrick, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, from um, Israel. Now, let me just go ahead and go to the phone lines, and we'll go down to Fort Worth and get this brother, Eric Code, 817-350. Brother Patrick, are you there? Brother Patrick, are you there? Okay. I think uh, I may have either picked the wrong line. I'll, I'll come back to him in a second. But listen, folks. Again, we're talking about the law versus grace. We're going to wait on our, our guests. Our, uh, guests and, uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines in a second and try to get uh, Brother Patrick. But listen, folks. Tonight, tonight, even though this is an old, old debate, it's not like we can't get answers, okay? So as long as I believe as believers have an open heart, um, uh, not open mind per se, but just an open heart, there is a difference. And they are trying to uh, follow the Most High and listen to His voice. I think this is when you can get clarity. I think whenever egos get involved, this is when there's a problem with, uh, you know, the, the problems we see. My people say, well, I don't want to debate. Well, <laughs> you almost have to debate. You know, if you have a Bible study at your church and somebody raised their hand and they don't know, they, they don't see what you're saying, in a sense, that's kind of a debate right there because they're going to tell you what they thought their scripture meant, uh, if they have something, and uh, you're going to come back with what you feel it really is saying. So, I mean, the, the key with, the, with any uh, uh, conversation, I think, is to be very open to what the other person is saying and understand this. And uh, I want everybody to really hear this, and, and including the guest that's going to be on tonight. Uh, everybody, and I'll repeat this later for, as more of them come, but I want everybody to understand this. Watch, let's watch our hearts tonight. Let's make sure that we're listening to the scriptures and not so much emotions and, and, and trying to guard your egos. Let's just, <clears throat> excuse me. Listen to what the scriptures really are saying and what the scriptures is not saying, okay? But before I get too much into that, I want to go ahead and do some things I do every single week because we have to do them. And that is I want to talk about uh, those uh, listeners that have been listening to Five Smooth Stones since 2011. I first and foremost want to thank you. I really thank you for your time. You could, be, you could have done so many other things with your life over the years. Instead, you tuned into this show since 2011, some of you. I really thank you and appreciate that. The, also, my biological family, the Douglas Kennedy family, I really appreciate y'all uh, tuning in from the various 15 states here, a little there, a little. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I want to remind you, uh, those that are new to Five Smooth Stones or some of you that's been listening for a while that's not following the show, too, uh, if you got that link I sent to you on that page, you should see where it says follow, follow, follow. All they're going to ask you for is your Facebook login, uh, your Twitter login, and then you'll be able to get reminders sent to your Twitter or your Facebook. Also, you can have it sent to your calendars, Google Calendar, I think is what it is. So, again, I just want to remind those of you that's been listening for a very long time to follow the show. That means a lot of people that do blogs. It helps us on various levels. I can't go into the technicalities of that, but just rem remember, anytime somebody's doing a blog, you want to follow the show. It really helps them. Um, it really helps them. Trust me. Blog talk treats them a little better. It's all kind of little fringe benefits of shows that are really doing good. And we have 
almost 200 people that follow us. And then we've done over uh, 370 shows. So we've been out there for a while, but we want our due. We want you to follow us. Really, really appreciate that. Also, if you missed any of the previous shows, remember, remember, folks, you can be blessed by those previous shows by simply Googling the show. Again, simple Google. I mean, let me actually say it another way. You can Google Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and you can get uh, all of our shows that way. You can just go through the list of all the various titles, even those Five Smooth Songs that we only talk about pretty much five topics. We talk, I should say like this, we talk about five topics the most. We do talk about everything on this show. Again, we talk about everything on this show, so we just don't talk about those five topics, but pretty much you're going to hear those five topics. All right? So, folks, listen. Uh, let's try our brother Patrick again. Hopefully, this brother is uh, on, on, on the line now. Let's try it again. Eric Coates. Here, eight one seven three five zero. Can't give out the whole number, brother Patrick. Are you there? Okay, I may have the wrong number, y'all. Here, let's put it like this, brother Patrick. If you're in the house or any guest in the house, go ahead and press one on your phone. That way, I want to guess your phone numbers. I guess kind of assuming of me anyway. This is probably somebody else's phone number. But listen, if you're in the house, you got to be on five smooth stone uh, tonight. Go ahead and press one, please, please. But listen, I want to start off by, uh, 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 let's see, we talked about following the show, we talked about how to find the old shows, and I just want to remind everybody, last week was a, was a blessing, uh, Brother Ella Shure, Sister Eliana, uh, and uh, uh, y'all bear with me, I'm doing two things here at one time, but no, Brother, uh, brother Ella Shure and Sister Eliana last week was amazing, and Check them out and listen to the things that the father did on that show last week, as well as the other callers and so forth. Uh, next week, folks, just to get this out of the way now, next week it's going to be a surprise. We may do something completely different. Y'all may not recognize us next week because I'm going to, uh, if I, if I, father says the same, I'm going to continue with this surprise show. We'll see. Stay tuned for next week's show. So listen, about the law versus grace law versus grace I'm one of the people and I see people popping in so I, I probably should go over one more time what this show is about let me just do that because I see several of you just come in again folks tonight we're, we're talking about something uh, that's very important to, to anyone that's even, even those that's not really calling themselves a Christian per se there's a lot of people out there that don't like the word Christian and they um like to be on another box or whatever they want to call themselves just whatever they whatever people want to call themselves these days they don't like christian a lot of them but they do want to obey the most high okay they have trouble with understanding this old testament versus the new testament still it's still a very big question mark for a lot of people and so tonight i want to just make it clear which side i'm on just so y'all know my slant and then next brother when he talk and next sister when they talk they'll get let you know their slant first and foremost i do believe in the messiah that he comes to this earth i know a lot of our uh, uh, a lot of schools that thought out there have issues with the messiah and i know there was no j in the hebrew there wasn't a person named christ i understand that i was a person named jesus 
the crisis is just need a messiah. But I understand the whole uh, argument about the J, and there's not there not being a J in the Hebrew. But however, this being thousands and thousands of proof uh, do point to there was a person walked this earth. No, his name wasn't Jesus. Yes, he was uh, the Messiah of the world, and and um, I believe that. I accept that. And uh, I wholeheartedly preach that, okay? Now, with regards to the Old Testament, most people believe in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think in the Old Testament, uh, the law was major. Uh, lambs or bulls and goats was even, well, were just as major. And that is how man took away their sin, okay? They had to, something, somebody had to pay for the sins of the Israelites. And so this is when the Most High ordered these lambs and bulls and goats to be slain or killed for the sins of man versus man dying themselves. And so I say to those that don't believe in the New Testament, we have a, we have a little trouble, and that is, what are you going to do with your sin? If you have trouble with the Messiah, if you have trouble with the Messiah, there being a, uh, any man that walked the earth that claimed to be a Messiah, whether his name was Jesus or Yeshua or Yahweh, if you have trouble with the New Testament, I have a big question for you. Now, again, this this Bible study is not to focus on those that don't believe in the New Testament, but I just got to say this really quick because I don't want to ignore some of you, uh, okay? So we'll just say this briefly about those that don't acknowledge the New Testament. Then this, this show, this show is going to be devoted to those that do believe in the Messiah, have received him uh, into their life. But you have trouble with Old Testament versus New Testament. And then there are some of those that, um, um, well, anyway, pretty much that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Those that have received the Father and is walking uh, and, and, and is being led by the Son as best they can in the Holy Spirit. But there's issues with the Old Testament versus the New Testament. That's what we're talking about tonight. Those that don't ex- receive the New Testament, I just have these words to tell you, then we're going to then we're going to shift gears to the to the main reason we're doing this show. If you don't believe in the Old Testament, period, what are you going to do with your sins? What are you doing with your sins? Sin was a major, major issue in the Old Dispensation. So much so the Father ordained a priesthood. Aaron, again, if you're going to be on the show, your guest, press one on your phone. But Aaron, many of you know who Aaron is, the chief priest among the Israelites. Him and his family were were called to, to be the priests. Now, it was major. As a matter of fact, they could even go into what they call the Holy of Holies, where the presence of the Most High was, or I shouldn't say the Most High, but the presence of the God of the Old Testament, which we believe was Christ in his former glory. That's a whole other Bible study. But the God of the Old Testament, let's just say it like that for for. for, for clarity's sake, that God you could not approach because of this sin issue. So if you now, in 2018, don't believe in the oh, the New Testament, the new blood that was shed, the blood of a, of, a, of a person versus a lamb or a bull or a goat, one time, for all sin, past, present, and future, if you don't believe that story, okay, I understand, and you believe the Old Testament, my question to you is, what are you doing for your sins? There is no Aaron. There is no priesthood. I don't think you kill lamb, uh, lambs, bulls, or goats. So what are you, my friend, doing with your sin? We can't play with this. You can't approach this God. You can't pray to this God without 
sins being taken care of. So if you don't believe in the Messiah, where is your confidence? You know, faith is a part of this whole salvation process. Where is your confidence that he hears you? And as the scriptures say, you know, those that, that, that uh, bait, okay, those that seek the Father, they must, it says, you have, it says, let me slow down here. The scripture talks about you have to believe that the Father is, that there is a such thing, and that he is a rewarder to them, to them that diligently seek him. If you don't, if you haven't taken care of your sins, how can you claim that? How can you believe in this 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 father hearing you if you haven't taken care of your sins? So that's all I have for you on this particular show. Again, this show is dedicated to those that do accept the New Testament, but that's for those that do not accept the New Testament at all. What are you doing with your sins? Please Google your brother. Okay, Google your brother, holler at your boys, they say in the streets, and let me know what your answer is to that, okay? And um, we'll, again, visit that particular topic in another show, but tonight's show, again, is for those that do uh, believe in the New Testament, but just have trouble with the law versus um, the New Covenant. All right, folks, again, if you're going to be on the show, press 1, press 1, press 1. Um see here all right so and i want to say folks uh, my guests uh those that's coming on they're very busy people and uh i have some people tell me they may not be able to come at all so we and they want to come now you know, you know it's just that they're busy they're not twiddling their thumb we all do similar things like blogs or minister or something along those lines so that's uh We'll just wait till they press one of the guests and bring them on. But let me just go ahead and just say this really briefly. There are several scriptures I'm going to be uh, quoting, and I think what I should do now is probably give the listeners uh, some of those scriptures that we might be talking about tonight um, because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them uh, where it relates to um, the law versus grace. One reason I think that while I'm pulling these scriptures up, one reason, folks, family and friends, I think we have so much trouble with this is because I honestly believe a lot of people is looking for uh, some way to preach works. Is some people have a hard time just receiving the love of the Father. That's really what's behind this, this confusion about the law versus grace. Some people just have a hard time receiving true love. It's just that simple. It's it's really nothing else. They just have a hard time um, just believing the Father took away their sins. That their sins, past, present, and future, does not hold them from having a relationship with the Father. Now, some people have trouble with me saying, uh, took away your sins, past, present, future, because they're saying, yeah, we, what do you mean took away? Because we definitely can sin. We can lie. We can cheat. What are you talking about? Took away our sin. When Brother Seth mentioned this tonight, when you hear him say that phrase, the Father took away our sin, what I'm talking about is the Father no longer requires us to be um, the Father have accepted, let me say it another way, the Father have accepted the sacrifice blood that was shed by his son. That was the whole purpose of him coming. 
It's now complete, as John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Well, the Messiah has returned to his place, have came to earth and did what he's supposed to do. The blood has been spilled of a human. He was flesh and blood family. And the Father allows that blood, sees us through Christ. He sees us through Christ. Many of you know that when we receive the Father into our life, and we begin to follow the Son as the Holy Spirit guides us, belief is key. You know, the Father said no one can come to him unless he draws them. Why I tell people all the time, pursue the Father, pursue the Father. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and we're not coming to you tonight as some perfect servants, uh, know-it-all, and scholars, and that. That's just, that's not what Brother Seth is doing. I'm coming to, to share wonderful news that, that salvaged me many years ago, even when I was in church, so-called in church, as they say. But I didn't know about what true salvation really was. I didn't know about the whole blood thing. I didn't know about sins being taken away. I didn't know that we can approach the Father now. That's why we can pray. I didn't know that in the Old Testament, you couldn't approach this God. I didn't know that. So this is great news if you never heard this before. Because, again, we can't go before the Father with sin. Uh, 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 so some kind of way it has to be dealt with, and that's, that is what happened with the Son coming. So, bear with me. I'm trying to look at the phone lines as, as well as, um, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little break here because I think uh, this brother's having problems with his phone. So, I'm going to give my um, main uh, guest today, uh, Brother Patrick, a.k.a. Brother Malachi, a call and uh, see if I can get him because I think it's something that's going on with his phone because I, I see his line. But if you heard me, try to call them three times. So let's do this. Let's take a little small break, and uh, we'll come back and speak with uh, and get this brother, okay? I mean, and, and uh, finish up this conversation. Just bear with the saints. We'll be right back.
That is in the name of Jesus. Thanks for the amen, show amen. amen. And I appreciate that. And this brother, y'all have heard of him before, but I wanted to go ahead and tell you briefly, brother, if you could take about a minute and let him know how to get a hold of you. I try to do this with all the guests just in case you say something that people want to say, want to get a hold of you. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, go ahead and let him know how to get a hold of you and just, just who you're with and all this in less than a minute and then kind of watch the noise. I think I heard a little something. But go ahead, brother. Uh, well, um, uh, my Sabbath class uh, is here in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, you can reach us uh, by uh, Lost Bound Israelites uh, Facebook. Uh, you can also reach us by uh, Israel Scripture TV. Also, uh, you can call us. Uh, we have the number listed on the Israel Scripture TV YouTube. Uh, you can reach us uh, at that 800 number, uh, a Bible, curriculums. Uh, and you can also write us at uh, P.O. Box 51465, Fort Worth, Texas, uh, 76105, as well for literature and uh, curriculum concerning uh, who we is as a people and what is required of us. Thank you. Well, thank you, brother. 
Thank you, and I appreciate you coming on the show, and I never take it for granted. Anyone that comes on the show, spend time out of their day or night, we really appreciate it. Brother, listen, I mainly, I'm, I am mainly, folks, I mainly invited this brother on because he has some questions. He's not going to do a whole lot of talking. That's just not his, his thing unless you really get him, you know, just like any of us, get him all excited. He can go there. But I think he's going to be asking some key questions about the law versus grace, and I want him uh, to do that, and, and so... Uh, Brother Elishua is going to be coming on here a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, Sissy Eliana, I don't think she, her or Brother John going to be able to make it out. We'll see. Uh, Sissy Eliana may be late, but Brother John, I know it's not going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, we always put us, our names out there on the show because you never know when these brothers and sisters can, so I always like to keep their number out there. But uh, Brother Patrick, there's a little noise in the background there. But Brother Patrick, you had a question earlier. Well, hold on, hold on, family. I'm, I'm just y'all bear with me. I'm just jumping around. But uh, if brother Elishua, if you're able to talk, uh, if you're free now, because I know something was going on with you earlier. If you're able to talk to us, go ahead and press one. If not, just don't press one yet. But if you're able to come on now, press one, and we'll bring you on quickly. But uh, and the brother did, so I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Uh, another gentleman from Texas, uh, brother Elishua, uh, Israel Ellison. Uh, please go ahead and say hello to the people. Good evening, everyone. Shalom. Uh, uh, Again, opportunity to be here on Blog Talk Radio, Flash News Song, so I thank the most high for that. Hope everyone is doing well. I, myself, am not doing the best. I'm going to hang in here as long as I can. I I deal with something that they call nerd, and I had an extreme um, incident this evening, so um, I'm, I'm here, but I'll be here and hanging here as long as I can, as long as I'm able, I'm, I'm good. So um, other than that, you know, praise the most high. Thank you for another opportunity to uh, break bread with his beloved. <clears throat> Brother Seth? Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I was meeting myself, make sure y'all hear the noise that I got. But Brother Elishua, we'll be keeping our prayers tonight, and hopefully uh, your, uh, the family will do just that, keeping our prayers, because we don't just need you on the show tonight. We need you in life to do what you're doing uh, and to continue to do what you're doing. So um, we're just going to agree in prayer that the Father will touch your body. All right? Uh, Brother Patrick, Brother Patrick, your question, your main question, you had a question along the lines of uh, – if we're following the Holy Spirit, will we be keeping the law? Go ahead and let everybody know what question you have. The first question on the, the table tonight, please. Well, I don't really have a – I don't have a question. I, I just have a comment to make, if that's all right. Well, that is okay. That's all right, but I'll, I'll mention something you – okay. Go ahead and make your comment, then I'm going to bring up a question you had in the past. But go ahead. Uh, that following the Ruha Kodesh or being led by the Holy Spirit does not uh, negate us keeping uh, the commandments of Christ. The commandments of Christ. What about the commandments of the Old Testament? Well, that's what that's what I mean when I say the commandments of Christ. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that was Christ. In the uh, uh, Old Testament as well, you know. That's true. 
That's true. So when you say the, the commandments, you're talking about the commandments in the Old Testament, uh, and you believe, like I believe, that the God of the Old, the Old Testament was Christ in His former glory, not Yahweh, not Yahweh or Yahweh or the Most High, we call. So we agree on that. Now, um, so one more time, your question is, um, if if we follow the Holy Spirit. We will we will also be following the commandments of the Old Testament as well. Now, what, what you're going to have to say, I know what you're saying, but for clarity, because when you mention the word Christ, because it is not literally C-H-R-I-S-T in the Old Testament, somebody's going to be always associating you with the New Testament, associating us with the New Testament. So for clarity's sake, when you say Christ's commandments, you probably should say Christ's commandments, which is the Old Testament and the New, or something like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because folks are not going to know what you're talking about when you say Christ's commandments, and you're really talking about the Old Testament. You follow me? Yes, I agree. Okay, so this, that, so let's talk about Christ's commandments in the Old Testament. Let's talk about that. And Brother Elisha, his line is open, and we're ready to go here. And if we, Sister Eliana comes later, we'll just bring her on in. Well, first and foremost, um, Brother Elisha, you want to go ahead and go first on that? What do you have to say about that? If you follow in the Holy Spirit, you're going to uh, fulfill the commandments of the Old Testament. Now, the commandments of the Old Testament, keep in mind, has to do with killing Bulls, goats, lambs, uh, wearing a certain thing, eating a certain thing. There was a lot. It was 613 laws. So, uh, brother, brother Patrick, I guess I should ask you: Do you are you talking about all yes. 613 laws? No, no, I'm not talking about all 613. I mean, because if you believe in, uh, if you believe in uh, Christ, then you know that that uh, that there were certain parts that He fulfilled, uh, such as the. Uh, the sacrificial part of the law, uh, you know that part uh, where where uh, bulls and sheep and goats was uh, sacrificed for the trespasses or the sins of the people. So uh, I'm talking about like the royal law. You know, you're going to keep the royal law, uh, such as uh, the Ten Commandments, including the Sabbath, uh, the dietary law. And the dress code for men and women mean, meaning that a man shouldn't wear, wear anything that pertains to a woman, and a woman shouldn't wear anything that pertains to a man. Okay, and the laws are clean. And, oh, and the laws are yes. I got you. I think we we follow you on there. But you're saying a lot, so that's why, I, if you don't mind, I I I probably should let you finish. But I just because you, I know people are saying, well, what do you mean by that? Well, whoa, 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 whoa. So let's just talk about one of the things you said real briefly. You say one of the laws is. You can't wear that that's pertaining to a man. That's an old one, okay? Pants wasn't in the Bible days, as far as we know. Not the way they make pants today, okay? Now they have pants for women and pants for men. It was a big argument back in the day, and I uh, hopefully you and Brother LSU can slay this in less than three minutes because I don't want to spend a whole hour talking about pants, but... That was a major issue with millions of people in the Church of God in Christ and the Holiness Movement back in the day. What exactly does that mean? You can't wear things pertaining to a man. Would it happen if they come out with something made for a woman? And pants are made for a woman. You can almost look at the pants and tell that's made. That's for a woman's pants. That's a man's pants. No, that right there. That's a woman's pants. That's a woman. That's a blouse. That's for a woman. That's that's a shirt. That's for a man. None of these clothes was back in the day. So how can people argue? Of course, Church of God of Christ backed up off that. But what is your 
what is your teachings on that or convictions on that, then Brother Ellis can chime in. Just that one commandment you just mentioned. Well, uh, the pants were, were originally made for a man. Originally, they was made for a man and uh, then somebody... When that, what is it, European named George uh, uh, Ledbetter? Uh, I'm just yeah, making that up, brother. I'm pulling your leg. I'm pulling uh, your leg. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know his uh, name for real. But how can uh, a man that created something, just, just bear with me here. How can a man, Brother Patrick, that created something in maybe 19, I don't know, 19, 12, how can that be a part of the Old Testament? Well, uh I believe the Bible is uh uh it is because see uh God he want a clear distinction between the genders. A clear cut distinction between the genders. And uh so so and it's not just talking about like uh uh pants or something like that. Anything it anything Anything that pertains to a woman, a man shouldn't wear. Anything that pertains to uh, a, a, a man, a woman shouldn't wear. It goes both ways. You understand? Uh, because because God want a clear cut distinction between the genders, so that there will be no confusion. I like that. That's so. I like that. So, and, 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 and let me say this too briefly. Because during the, during the debate of the Church of God in Christ and the Pentecostal churches, their debate was about salvation. You understand? But it's it's not so much about salvation as it is about there being a clear distinction between the genders. So there would be no confusion like it is today in this Sodom and Gomorrah America. Now that's a very good point. I like that, and not that not that I'm the standard. I'm just a little host here. I can be liking something that be, can be dead wrong. Brother Elishua, give us a, a quick little uh, uh, what you feeling, uh, brother, on that, and then we'll move on to some other laws. Because I'm telling y'all, family, listen, family and friends. Remember, you can press one on the phone lines anytime. Uh, but there's a lot of people confused about this, folks. It's just not some little small issue. And some of you new to the church, you might say, what are they talking about? I know We don't have no issue with pants and all that. Well, there was at one point. And there are some things that that, are, that concerns men, pair-wise. Please, those that just, if you, the little noise, y'all got to help me with that. If you're not talking, you might want to mute me or something because we can't have a little noise. But there is some things in, with regards to how we dress that is for men. And I like how he put that. It mainly he just wanted the father wanted a distinction, because what happens is we do get confused, especially right now with homosexuality at an all time high. There is some confusion about the roles. He just wanted a distinction. I like that because somebody could have invented pants, you know, they could probably have a kid on this line who actually invented pants, and their ch- child is on this line. Can that man really? Can that 2,000-year-old, however long, thousands of years ago, really be related to his invention? No. It's ludicrous. No. It's just saying don't wear things that pertains to a man. Brother LSU, any last question before we move to some many other more important laws that's got us really divided as a people? Well, let me say this. When you talk about the law, you talk about one of the most complex things that Christendom has dealt with over the history of his existence. 
when I was in college, my professor, Dr. William Carpenter, who is now deceased, he, one of the things he said to us, he said, if you people are going to be ministers of the gospel, and so that you can administer the gospel and in, in, in consistent with the scriptures, you're going to have to understand a proper distinction between the law and the gospel. And the argument was, well, the law is, is, is obsolete now. And he said, no. That's your assumption based upon your Christian teaching. Law is not obsolete, so that's why I can use a proper distinction between the law and the gospel. Now, when Christ came and began to fulfill his ministry, now, going back to what Brother Patrick said in regard to Christ, never let us forget this in understanding that significant. Okay, hold on, hold on. Brother Elishua, uh, uh some one of y'all have some talk in the background, and we can't have that because you're going to hear it in the, play, in the playback. I don't know if you need to go to another room or what, but I don't know which one, but just, just so you know, this. Little noise in the background. Here's someone talking. But go ahead. No, I'm, I'm not talking especially for mine because I'm not the only one in the room. But, okay, uh, go ahead. Here's the thing. But, but uh, here's the thing. We can't just ask a question like that and then put an answer to it because it's out of context. We have to deal with the history and we have to deal with the doctrine. Like when the, on the second uh, covenant, uh, the new covenant, um, which was promised to Israel, he said, I will write my laws, my statutes, and my commandments upon your heart. That in itself is something that we have to clarify what does it mean, because obviously there's a distinction between, distinction between laws, commandments, and statutes. They are not all one and the same, even though they are all universal from the same source, but they are not one and the same. So, and when it said in Jeremiah, when he said, I will write my laws and my statutes upon your heart, well, uh, that, that is the benefit or that is the result of us coming into the new covenant, those who are born again of the Spirit. And so here's the thing. If we are truly born of the Spirit and we are following the Holy Spirit, then here's the thing. We have the law written on our heart. So what becomes the issue is that, no, not that we memorize 613 commandments, statutes. Um, what what we would be important at that point in time is that, for one, we familiarize ourselves with the Scripture, but most important is that we be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit because the commitments are written on our heart. Uh, a few years ago in evangelical Christianity, there was a movement coming forth that said we had to no longer keep the commandments. But yet what Brother Patrick was alluding to, which is referencing in the, the Gospel of John and also the epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, and John, 3rd John, he says uh, Christ is speaking, and he said, uh, well, I'm sorry, John is, is literally quoting Christ, and he says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. And it says that the commandments, it doesn't say the commandments of Christ. It says the commandments of God are not grievous. And so therein lies the issue right there. We have to understand what is it that we're trying to keep, because it's not a simple matter because it gets complex. Because just as you read, when the first time the law comes out in Exodus, it says that there is a law for the homeborn, there's a law for the stranger among you. So laws apply to different people. Why did I say that? Because there are things that are required of the authentic biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in whom the law was given through the oracles and the covenant, that are not required of Gentiles. So many times when we read in the scriptures and we're reading epistles that are written to people like Romans, Ephesians, most of the New Testament epistles, those letters were written to Gentiles. Those letters were not written to Israelites. 
So when Paul says certain things to them, like um, let no man judge you in, in, in food and manner and this and that forth, what he's saying to them is that no, your salvation is not based upon the keeping of any of that. Your salvation is based on faith in Christ and his finished work and through the grace of the Most High. And there's nothing you can do or take from it or add to it to make it any more sufficient than it already is. And let us be clear, even when we apply these, uh, these, these same principles to Israelites, who I just recently said that there were laws given to them and there were requirements of them because of who they are that did not apply to Gentiles before the cross or after the cross. And that's why we have to understand that, because if we go to the book of Acts, what we're going to find out is the very man who the church of Christianity has self has, has misrepresented as saying that he was contrary to the law, actually kept the law in every aspect of it. So we have to take these things into consideration, and we can't become so dogmatic based upon what we taught that we're not open and receptive to okay. information that disproves what we have been led to believe regarding the law. Okay. So well, we got a question. Now, you're supposed to answer the one little question now about okay, the now peril. But that's okay because all that was good. That's I, that's I keep that's it out. But. That's what I'm going to say. When we talk about pants and those things, we will forever be boggled down in those kind of arguments. And here's the reason why. Because we, first of all, we don't know who it applies to. We have a changing of time. And that's why he said he would write the laws up on our heart. Because what's most important is that we keep the spirit of the law. And we can only Powerful. keep that if we're filled with the spirit of God. Powerful. That's what I was trying to say, what you just said. Not that what I'm saying is right or wrong, but what you just said at the end was, was powerful. And I think Brother Patrick will agree to that. It's the spirit. It really is. But we got a question. So let's go back to the phone lines. Erico, 513. Hear a little noise in the background again. 513-602. And I'm kidding y'all. When y'all play this back, y'all going to hear these noises. You're going to be like, what was that? It's strong as pick up every little thing. But Erico, 513-602, go ahead with your question or comment. I'd like to know your name as well as the city you're calling from. Hello. My name is hello. Arlene, and I'm calling. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Go right ahead. Okay. My name's Arlene Turner. Hey, Arlene. And I'm, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been listening, and I think I know it's going to be a very um, – passionate discussion, but what was interesting, and I, and I thank, you know, Gary, Brother Elishua, for what he just said, because I think when you talk about the law, when you talk about keeping the law, when you talk about living a certain way, it's important to say why. What are you defining that for? It has absolutely nothing to do with salvation. It has nothing to do with righteousness. It has nothing to do with your relationship with God because that's been purchased by the blood of Christ. But it does have something to do with setting you apart as a unique culture of people. And when you do things that are similar, when you have a similar language, a similar way of dressing, a similar way of eating, of curing yourself, of how you raise your kids and all of that, it does set you apart. And so for the sake of identifying Israel, I believe that, you know, that culture, those those mores and those values are important, you know, once people are aware of them to keep, you know, as much as they can within that community. But always in that discussion, 
be sure to say it has nothing to do with your salvation. It has nothing to do with your righteousness because that is a gift. It's received by faith because of the redemptive work of Christ. And we have it, Gentiles have it, based on who they believe is their Savior. And so I think if you could just keep at the forefront of the conversations about how you dress, how you talk, how you eat, how you walk, based on culture, based on cohesiveness, based on identifying a group of people, you know, it's like Italians, French, you know, that way. I think that's important to make sure that you're pulling the righteousness and that relationship out of the picture because it's not – it doesn't determine that. Let me ask you a question, Carla. And by the way, everybody, this is my wife, my lovely wife. <laughs> just celebrated our 25 years anniversary the other day. But listen, uh, Sister Arlene, let me just ask you this. Now, when you say we need to make sure we just talk about, you know, who's your Savior, there's levels of salvation, okay? Um, somebody may say, well, wait a minute, Sister, you just can't have him as your savior you got to obey now i do think what we get a we get confusion at and i know you know i won't hold you but i think the confusion is even at our church that we go to right now there is some misunderstanding between myself and the pastor just gonna be honest with y'all he's a good man as we wouldn't be going there but salvation is an ongoing process you got to get delivered from this you got to get delivered from that all of these different baggages we come now as we get rid of the baggage, we experience freedom. That's the type of salvation. We're salvage. You hear people testifying, the Father delivered me from drugs, delivered me from pornography, delivered me from anger. anger. And you can't deny that is a type of salvation, my sister. So they're saying, some people are arguing, it's just not enough to be saying you believe in Christ. Y'all got to keep the law. You got to keep these laws. That's why we're in destruction right now. So there's kind of like two conversations going on here. Of course, you got to keep all of these laws, as Brother LSU was saying. You have to follow the Spirit to, that's going to that's gonna deal with these baggages we have so we will be salvaging in our marriage, salvaging our finances, salvaging this area. Not just one thing. So I think that's what's going on here. There's two conversations. Being righteous, we are righteous, and with all that baggage, we're righteous. Crackheads right. in Christ yes. is righteous. Drug addicts in Christ is righteous. Homosexuals, yes, in Christ is righteous. But the Father's <laughs> law will deliver them from all of that other bondage. And no bondage is no less more important than the next bondage. A liar is a liar. Again, I don't know what this noise is. What was the uh, question? Anyway, <laughs> Sister, uh, Sister Arlie, any other questions or any comment on what I just said? Oh, I thought I thought you were asking me a question. Okay. No, so the question was, I think there's two, com- uh, not two conversations, but there's two angles at this. Because when, when we're saying salvation, some people are saying, y'all just talking about believing. Man, that ain't enough. You got to be here. You can't be doing this, 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 this. You could be in bondage. You know, if you if you yeah. if you follow any sin, no matter what it is, it's gonna bring some kind of bondage. So what do y'all mean? You just believe and that's it and you save and you this gift of righteousness. Man, you ain't righteous. Well, you gotta do this, well, you gotta do that. Yeah. That's what a lot of people will say. Comment on that, sister. Well, 
what I believe is, you know, is that you, you are saved by your faith in the redemptive work of Christ. The gospel is the power of, of God. And I say God, so everybody just handle it, okay? But uh, what you what you believe in is what causes Brother you Shea, that's your to line, that, just so you know. I'm going to okay. beat you till she get down. That was your line with the little noise there. Go ahead, sister. Okay. Believing in Christ is by faith. And, and when you believe in the redemptive work of Christ, you are cleansed, your your sins forgiven, and you're created, you're created new from within. Okay, so that gets you started. You're in the family. But what happens from that point until you leave this planet is a maturing and a growing and an understanding of being loved and, and yielding to the Holy Spirit. You know, and there are formulas out there on how to lose weight and how to get fit and how to do all kinds of things. So the law is a wonderful way to live. It will keep you healthy. It will build a strong infrastructure within a community. They're all wonderful things, you know, that any or um, culture could use to, to improve their community. But the thing is, it's a part of that relationship. If you just take the law and begin to just put your life around it based on human effort, you are focusing on you. You are building a life based on you. If you are born again by the Spirit of the Most High God and you are following the leading of the Holy Spirit, he will take you through a process of cleaning up your life, living a certain way, and that's more of a spirit-driven lifestyle. Your light will shine. You will be a witness of the goodness and the, and the power that other people will be drawn to and attracted to. If you're just a legalist, somebody who's disciplined, using human effort, living a certain way, you will attract certain people, but you won't have any fruit. The spirit will not manifest fruit in you. So those are the two things that are that you're talking about that are different. So I just wanted to say, it just seems like when the conversation is about the law, we leave out why people are keeping the law. They're keeping the law to live a lifestyle that they believe is clean, that's going to draw them together, make them unique, and cause them to be healthy. But the relationship is the key. And that's all well, I, I think Brother say. Patrick will love that one. Brother Patrick, what do you got to say <laughs> about that? And Ellis, I'm coming to you. Uh, Arlene, is, were you done with that? Yes, I am. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you calling the show. Really do. Okay. All right, bye. Uh-huh. I always appreciate when she calls the show because Arlene is a very busy lady. Like my guests, many of them, we all have lives, families. Some people have businesses. But, Brother Patrick, go ahead. What's your comment on what you just heard? Well, we have to understand that 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 the that the law. I don't really like to call it the law. I like to call it the commandments. Uh, but you know, we should keep it because not to be saved, but because we are saved. Uh, I do agree with. Uh, Lady Amen. Arlene, that Amen. that uh that uh the redemptive work of Christ is what saves us, because we should all the whole earth, the whole human race, should be uh, totally wiped out right now. So what work did He perform for us? That was the work of forgiveness, because we all deserved. Death, because the law had been broken. When Yahweh Shai, uh, Jesus came to his people, 
they was in captivity to the Romans. The whole reason why they was in captivity to the other nations was because they had broke the covenant. So the gospel is all about uh, God's forgiveness uh, towards Israel and all humanity uh, for breaking his commandments. So, uh, so, so once we are saved and forgiven by his blood and forgiven by his work on the cross, then we are to go right back and keep the royal law. Go right back and keep those commandments that he gave uh, to Adam, that he gave to Noah, even before Mount Sinai. We're to go right back and keep them, not to continue, not to get saved and just to continue to live uh, uh, any type of way, because those laws are distinguished from all other laws or commandments throughout the annals of history. Because those laws, they they were spoken from heaven. They was given from heaven. And uh, like you brought out, Brother Seth, yesterday, like you brought out, Brother Seth, yesterday in the fellowship we had, that when you went to Dimona, they said, why why would you need miracles if you are eating healthy, eating right? Why would you need miracles? He came performing miracles because they needed them because evidently some of them was not keeping a dietary law. Thank you. Appreciate what you just said, and I'm going to uh, fill in what, what you was talking about. I don't think people understood. When you said... Uh, we don't need we don't need to, we don't need miracles uh, because we don't have sick, sickness here. What the brothers talking about? I, I was on a trip in Israel, but the Patrick we just talked about, and uh, we was talking about uh, this topic kind of. Uh, also talking about, talking about Benjamin and and the people over in, in Israel. Just really brief side road. I'm coming to Elisha, um, and <laughs> we was talking about the power, the anointing. The ruach, uh, which means spirit, uh, that we felt was lacking in Demona. And Demona is where there's over 3,000 Hebrew Israelites that came from America and they said, We are the true Israelites. And they've been there since 1960, whatever, 67, I think, somewhere around there. But anyway, brother, we, we go.
you're not known all over the world. She was saying, yes, we are. I just spoke at the United Nations. And she was correcting some things I was saying. But then she corrected this whole thing about the, the gifts of the Spirit. She said, Seth, you're right. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. That's what Brother Patrick was just talking about. She said, but what? why would you need the gifts of the Spirit if there is no sickness? And me and Brother Pandy, Reverend Pandy, kind of looked at each other because we never thought about that. At least I never thought about that. What is the gift of healing if there is no if there is no sick? In Demona, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but those are some of the healthiest people. They are the healthiest people of African Americans, probably of any group that has left the country for sure. But even in the country, I mean, you're talking about three thousand people. There's virtually, virtually, I'm sure there's always exceptions to the rule, but no diabetes, no high blood pressure. Very few of them are overweight in Demona. They're vegans. They have grown children and never ate meat. Never ate meat. Can you comprehend that? Someone in their 30s never ate meat. Uh, no cavities because there's no sugar. No dairy. Some of the healthiest black folks you've ever seen. So she was just saying to me, there is something greater than even the gifts of the Spirit. Because we were making that to be like the, the standard. But going back to the law, if you follow these laws... In the Old Testament, there is some salvaging it does to the body, to, to society, to your infrastructure in keeping the law. So I do believe in you follow the Holy Spirit, Brother uh, Patrick, that there are some things that is going to be accomplished. Let me bring Brother Ellis Hewitt back on. I think he got disconnected to something, and then we're going to go to our caller. Caller, Eric 313 come to you in less than a minute. Brother Ellis Hewitt, you back? Yes, sir. And Brother Seth, his sister Arlene still on the line. Sister Arlene is, is on the line. She's listening. Okay, let me say this in regard to what Sister Arlene said. As you all know, I'm a trained theologian. I uh, attended Oral Roberts University, majoring in theology, church history. And as you know, Brother Seth, I have been following the Hebrew Israelite movement for about eight or nine years right now. Been aware of who we are for much more longer than that, but have been really in depth in, in the population and, and in the conversation for about eight or nine years. And I'll say this, what Sister Arlene said was the most comprehensive statement and approach towards analyzing the law that I have ever heard by anyone. Because when I tell you, brother, she got it, she got it. She understands that that which is required of Israel was to be a sign. The scripture clearly says that no man is made righteous or justified by the keeping of the law, even those in the Old Testament were. Because you can't be in keeping of the law, because the issue is faith. What was given to us from our father Abraham, that which we inherited, was a righteousness based on faith in the Most High and not keeping of the law. And since we're on the other side of the cross, as Israel, we keep the law, just as it said in Exodus, Genesis, Exodus 31, 16, in regard to the Sabbath. It says, the Sabbath through all your perpetual generations, but it is a sign, a perpetual sign between me and the children of Israel Forever. I have to ask people just how long is forever. It is a sign. So what she's saying that when we teach that as a part of the culture, requirements of who we are as a people, it distinguishes us from the world. When we meet on the Sabbath and everybody else gathers together on the Sunday, the question is why do y'all do that because of who we are, the people that we are. When we say while the Sabbath is given, well, we understand that the first Sabbath was kept for the purpose of rest. So why would it change 6,000 years different? 
So what Sister Arlene said, if we can keep that in mind, if we approach this discussion of the issue between of what is the law and what does it apply, how does it apply to us, we'll be fine. Because the main thing we have to understand in making this argument, if you are a Messianic Israelite, means you are born again of the Spirit, that you keeping the law does not in any way secure your salvation already than it already is. Because your righteousness and your salvation is not determined based upon what you do. It is only determined based upon your faith. Because your righteousness and your salvation and your justification is based upon what Christ has already done. And I said already oh. as in past tense, the finished work of Christ. And that's why I get oh. upset when I hear people say that Yahweh, that Jesus the Christ, as they say in the New Testament, in the, New, in the English Bible, that they say he transgressed the law. Because if the Messiah transgressed the law, then that means that he is a sacrifice that is not acceptable because the sacrifice had to be without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. It could not be contaminated by sin. So when people say that the Messiah sinned, then they say he transgressed the law or he broke the law. You are literally saying that he is a transgressor because according to John 1 and 1, it says that's what transgression is. Sin, that's what sin is. It's the transgression of the law. What he did is Powerful. he transgressed Powerful. the law in the of the elders. Powerful. That was powerful, brother. So, Sister Arlene, uh, 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 Sister Arlene said, what was that scripture? Quickly. In Exodus. Oh, in Exodus 31.16. 31.16. Okay, Eric code 313 That was powerful, brother, for sure. And uh, you and Brother Patrick are firing away here. We'll come to you next, Brother Patrick, and then Sister Eliana. We see you in the house. We'll come to you after Brother Patrick. Eric code three one three seven eight four three eight three seven one four. Give me a name in your city, please. Uh, peace. My name is Lorenzo. Uh, I'm calling right now from uh, Newport News, Virginia. Um, okay, Newport News, Virginia. You say Rizzo? Uh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Okay, from Newport News. Go ahead, brother. Um, yeah, What's I your question or comment? Well, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, I have myself um, came from a, a, a Old Testament only congregation, <clears throat> and um, you know when I began to study and learn or whatnot, you know, like I said, I I came from that type of you know congregation or whatever. But I think like this is the big confusion because, like I said, um, just learning and listening to brothers on YouTube and studying. You know, like I said, I've been trying to learn the New Testament and learn about the Messiah. I think a lot of stuff is going to be clarified um, when, you know, Yah begins to gather up his people and and put, you know, put um, Israel back into the land and make things. You know, I say we're going to restore a pure language and all these type of things because, like I said, the, the other nations or when they formed the, the Roman Catholicism, you know, certain things was confused about, you know, the, the purpose of the Messiah, who the Messiah was, what the Messiah meant to Israel. So they used the Gospels in their way, and a lot of people look at it, look at the, look at it. We, we talk to look at it through that view. So, you know, it's it's more so, you know, that's what I say with the big hoopla and people arguing it. Uh, we we not gonna work with no OT people. We are not gonna work with no people that believe in the Messiah. But I mean, a lot of that stuff was like, like I said, when Israel was scattered, kicked out the land. And the Roman Catholicism thing was created. You know, certain things they used to take into other cultures and take into other beliefs, you know, it, it just created confusion. You know, so it's really, to me, it's nothing really to argue about. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like 
the, the book is one book, and the Messiah never saying that he came to do away with the law in the first place. You know, if you look at the, the teachings of Paul, so it's just the way that they're using it now where, like I said, you can be forgiven for sin, or you could just call on the Messiah's name without following the law. So it's like, you know, it, it's just the view of, what I'm trying to say, is just the view of how the the the, um, the nations is using it against his purpose. And a, a lot of that stuff, if he was patient, a lot of that stuff is going to be, the knowledge of that stuff is going to be restored. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, to me, I don't, you know, I hate when people go to the point where they won't work with people or, or, or argue with other people about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, when you talk, I heard a brother say, they like said at one time, if you worked on the Sabbath or if you got caught picking up sticks on the Sabbath, you could be stoned. So it was kind of like uh, somebody coming along and, like you said, talking about the, the, you know, forgiveness, you know, having forgiveness or having, um, you know, it just being a, um, how should I say? I lose my train of thought, but, yeah, I just, I just want to take, take, take my call. That's all I had to say. You know, I don't want to talk to you about Well, let me ask you something, because you said earlier, and I think I own this quote, you said something about people calling on uh, the, the uh, on, on, on the Messiah and not keeping the law. What law are you talking about? What, what are you calling the law, uh, Lorenzo? Re- really briefly, quickly, in less than a minute. What are you calling the law? No, well, I'm saying that, you know, how people just say, you know, if, if you just believe in Christ's name, you know, and they kind of, you know, how people are taking that out of context. Because at one time, they were stoning and killing people and persecuting people at that time. And people were trying to use it now and not keep any laws. You know, that like, well, I just, I'm leaving it in God's hand or I'm leaving, I'm, I'm calling on Christ Jesus. And, you know, it's, it's being took out of context. That's That's what I meant. That, okay. That answers your question. Yeah. So let me ask you this: What do you call the law, though? Because we we, we want to make sure we we we're gonna be pointed tonight, family. We're gonna be very pointed because people saying law, just people saying commandments. You heard brother brother Patrick. He he calls it Christ commandments, which includes the Old Testament and the New Testament, which he's actually right because Christ was the God of the Old Testament. A lot of y'all don't know that, but it's another Bible study. But brother Lorenzo, when you say the law, what what do you find it is? Well, I'm talking about the. The, the laws that was given, you know, back during the old school, you know, back to, to, to when, Moses. Yeah, yeah, the Moses laws and, and that at that time. Okay, so when you say we must follow God's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know I'm gonna add something here. So listen to the question very clearly. Then we go to Brother Patrick, see if he have a response, and then we'll bring us to Eliana and Brother Elishua. Quickly, when you hear this statement, we gotta follow God's commandments. What exactly do you interpret that to mean? That's the reason I'm asking you this. We gotta follow the law. When you hear that, we gotta follow the law. You even said it's similar. We gotta follow. What, what, what are you calling the law? Well, I'm, I'm saying as far as the laws that we was given, or that the ancestors were given, or people way back in the day was given. I'm talking about following the laws so we can keep in, in captivity. I'm saying you can't every like I said, from my understanding you can't do everything that you did in the land. But I'm saying as far as like the malice and the things that we can do, you know, keep the high and holy days you mentioned. I'm glad you got that in. So let me ask you this: This is going to be a this is a powerful question I'm about to ask you. Is the laws in the Old Testament more important than the laws in the New Testament? Okay, I said the wrong. I know that you didn't mention the New Testament. Do that, like uh, brother, brother. Pat-
Patrick even said the royal law. I haven't heard that in a long time. In other words, it kind of sounds like this Old Testament law is the real deal, but also the New Testament. So explain that. Because if somebody says, what do I need to do to, 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 to be savage? They will believe in the Father. You're going to say that. But what else you talk about the Lorenzo, honestly? See, the, the phone the phone was breaking up when you was talking. I was trying to say the phone when you said they say, how much I be saved? Your phone said breaking up, brother Seth. Oh, okay, my uh, my bad. I'm t- been told this is a, a landline too. But listen, what do you require? What do you say to somebody? Uh, uh, okay, my phone is breaking up. I may have to call back if this thing keep doing this. It, uh, let's do this. Uh, brother Patrick, respond. Brother Patrick, respond. Uh, uh, I agree with the brother that. I definitely agree with the brother that uh, some of the laws that was given to our forefathers uh, applied to the land, and those laws that were given to our forefathers that applied to the land uh, uh, are not like laws that we have to apply in our captivity necessarily, but we can apply the principle of them. So. Well, so let me ask you, can y'all hear me better? Because I switched phones, but it may be... Okay, all right. Now, my wife said yes. So listen, Brother Lorenzo, and then we're gonna we coming to you, Sister Eliana. They're in trouble with these phones tonight. But anyway, uh, when people say the law, the problem we're having, the confusion that's all around this country with this whole Hebrew-Israelite movement, and for sure the church, the church is stuck here as well. Most, I'm serious. When we people say the law, this is what I believe. I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask you the question, brother Lorenzo. I'm just going to put put the put the spotlight on me, or brother El, El Shua, sister Eliana, brother Patrick. When I hear the word law, again, the little noise. Somebody's messing with something right now. Okay. It ain't brother El Shua. Just heard it. Okay, y'all, please be still. Mute me if you're not talking, please. But listen, when I hear the word law or commandments, I promise you, I don't think about the New Testament or the Old Testament per se. It's whatever the Spirit is saying. I don't I don't look at the Old Testament laws more important than the New Testament laws. Here's why. In Romans 7, I'm going to read this really briefly, Romans 7 and 1. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. That's the law we're talking about. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another. Wherefore, my brethren, verse 4, ye also are become dead to the law. We keep hearing this, dead to the law, dead to the law. Of course, Christ said, uh, side road, sidebar, cross, Christ said in Second Corinthians 3, that I have not come, 3 and 11, I have not come to do away with the law. I think, no. Actually, that was uh, Matthew 5 and 17, where Christ said he hasn't come to do away with the law. But listen to the scripture in Romans 7, back to Romans 7. Wherefore, my brethren, my brethren, ye are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, 
what does that mean? If we're out here teaching, we got to include this. What does it mean? We have to say it. We have become dead to the law. We have to preach this too. We got to add all this. So what does this mean? That ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth the fruit unto God. Now, I do not believe we don't keep the law. I believe what we're doing and operating in now is 1,500 times more stronger, Lorenzo, Brother Patrick, Brother Elishu, and Sister Eliana, of keeping the law. The Bible talks about how law introduced sin. What about the scripture that says the law is for the lawless? If you have a relationship with the Father, and you know his heart because you walk with him daily like Moses did, like Enoch did, and others, you the law is written in your heart way back in the Old Testament. So you don't have to keep up with commandments and looking constantly every day at the stones because you're walking with him, you're talking with him. You know why he said it's more important to know why the law is there than even the law itself. Why did he say that? Why? My wife know me. She don't need a, a bunch of laws to tell her how to relate to me. It's just some person that's just new in my house that may be a, a roommate. They need laws. But she know why I don't want the commode up or why I want the commode down or why I like my toothpaste rolled on the end. There's a reason why. Moses them knew that. They didn't need the law. The law was for knuckleheads. We got to remember that scripture. We got to include that scripture in our talk. So my point is, brother, I think Brother Patrick said it, and I think LSU did too, as well as the starting. It's the spirit behind the law. We are in a higher law, and I don't want—I don't like to keep pussyfooting around with the Old Testament laws. Yes, we don't lie, cheat, steal, said. all these things. But last thing I'll say, and I, you know, because I'm going to let y'all run with this. Last thing I'll say is this: we've got to include these scriptures I just said. We can't just say, "Well, yeah, no, I know," but let's go back. No, 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 no. What does he mean by dead to the law? There's many scriptures. I got like a whole list. I can't name all these scriptures that's talking about you're not under the law, you're not under the law. Well, what does it mean? We obviously can't lie, cheat, steal, so it's not saying we can't keep. Hold on, I'm going to find out what that noise is. Y'all bear with me. Okay, Brother Patrick, that's you that time. Watch the noise. I'm going to keep you muted until uh, uh, I... uh, Sister Brother Lorenzo is off the line. Brother Lorenzo, any comments quickly in less than 30 seconds? Then we're going to go to uh, Sister Eliana and Brother Elishua. Well, I mean, I, the scriptures you just read, see, I think, like, sometimes when you when you get off, and that's that's my thing, when you get off into, um, that's what somebody said when we talk about Christianity being, that's your personal relationship. That's why I said there's certain things that I feel like the Father's going to have to come back and bring the knowledge of because it's that was still a cultural, that was still the, the culture, ways, traditions, and customs of a people. And if you look at other groups of people, they, they you know, even though they are that people, they still pass that down to, so you can be who you are. You know what I'm saying? You still have customs and laws and traditions and norms and taboos as a people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was more so referring to when Jesus talked about having one wife. You know what I'm saying? And and certain things that he talked about doing in the in the the, the New Testament that clash with what people feel in the Old Testament. You know, we talked about the I got you. I understand. Not, not, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like more of the customs. I understand what you're saying in regards to like you said, it and not having to be okay, just then a third. But like I said, you're gonna kinda get into a gray area. 
because like, that's what the Christians say now. Well, I'm, I, you know, I don't, I know, I have a personal relationship with God. I talk to God. You know what I'm saying? But and they might feel like, well, I'm doing this in the third, but the book might say something else. You know what I'm saying? You feel like well, I'm living this in the third. Well, I, I got you, brother. But listen, I got to move on because I got Sister Eliana. I don't mind talking to you, you know, keeping mm-hmm. on the whole show. It's just that we got so many people on the line. But go ahead and wrap oh, this thing in less than 20 seconds, call. please. Well, thank you for calling in, brother, and being articulate. And I, I welcome uh, the smart callers, the people that know what they're talking about. And, and I appreciate uh, just your, your spirit as well, brother. Okay, folks, that was Lorenzo from Newport News. Let me go ahead and bring on Sister Eliana. Area code uh, 209-683, Sister Eliana, uh, welcome to the show tonight. I know you have some things you have to do, but welcome. Uh, Glad you showed up anyway. Appreciate it. Welcome, 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 and shalom, and uh, good discussion tonight. Good good to hear. Yes, yes, yes. Hot, when you can't get no hotter than the law versus grace. (laughs) I wanted to say shalom to all my brothers on the line and Sister Arlene. I heard that she was on the line. I wanted to say yes. shalom to everyone and all of the callers that are calling in with questions or comments and all the listeners. So I want to say shalom to everyone. Well, again, welcome to the show. And did you have a comment? If not, I'm going to go to Brother Lashore. And I know that brother got a comment for sure. And uh, we'll just uh, see if Brother Patrick also have a comment, and then we'll come back to you. Anything anything you've heard? Any, yes, any I did. I, I wanted to. I did. So I wanted to say that the law, first of all, was given for distinction of a people. It was also given for direction, for order, and for clarity. Um, because, again, before we were that chosen people, our ancestors at least, we were, you know, non-distinguishable non from all the other nations on the face of the earth. And so by receiving or, or by the Father giving those laws and commandments, uh, whether they were the um, Haleco laws for righteousness and, and, or, or the laws that pertain to the land, all of these things were given to Israel so that we would become a distinct people, separate and above the nations, the way we acted and carried ourselves like the the law of circumcision was to distinguish the Hebrew males from all the other males on the in, in the earth, because clearly that was a law, a covenant uh, made with the Most High that was a, a covenant of the flesh, but but any woman seeing a, a Hebrew male would know that he was different. This was a different, uh, something different about him that spoke to his relationship with his creator than the, the regular males of the earth. So the laws were given for that reason. And of course, with the Messiah coming, he just kind of encapsul- encapsulated the laws and by saying that he did not come to take away the laws or any of the words of the prophets, but to fulfill them. Um, he was say, saying that, yes, those laws are still important. And, of course, like, like my brothers have been saying, you know, there are some laws that pertain to the land and to our worship in the land, to the Father, our relationship to each other while we're in the land, and our relationship to strangers that come among us while we are in the land. But then there are some universal laws that even the nations are adopting in their body system of laws in, in countries like those ones that are um, 
the, the, the last five that are encapsulated in the Ten Commandments, as we understand, the laws that relate to uh, from man to man and um, the laws between um, not lying, not stealing. So some of those we see in our civil laws. So, um, but other, uh, the other part uh, pertain to us as a people, uh, to our God. And we can keep those first five laws as well because, uh, are those commandments, shall I say, because they deal with our relationship to the Father. And um, so I just wanted to make that comment that the law was given for us to have a distinction, for order, uh, for us to, to stand out among the nations. And uh, to be a distinct people um, that the nations would look to and also want to uh, find out how do we come into relationship with this great creator that created all things, even all of the nations. So that's my comment on that. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out a scripture, and I want you all to explain the scripture after we come in from this little short break. And um, um it's, it's 2 Corinthians 3 and 11. It says this, For that which is done away was glorious, speaking of the law. Much more, that which remaineth is glorious. One more time, 2 Corinthians 3 and 11. And there's so many scriptures. I'm sitting here looking at a list of scriptures that's constantly saying the same thing, done away with, done away with, done away with. So, brothers and sisters, those of you that, don't believe that the Old Testament is done away with. Even done away with, to me, don't mean you don't keep laws. It just means you keep probably more laws now, because the Holy Spirit is saying, go back, apologize okay. to that to that uh, uh, cashier, go back, uh, uh, repent to your brother. A lot of these you can't find in the Word. You can't find this on the Old Testament. But I'm sitting up here looking at at least about uh, maybe 150 scriptures. So we gotta. Just know that we, I want y'all to talk about that. I'm gonna mention some of the scriptures from the break, and we're gonna take a little short break, and then we'll be back. Take a little short break, and then we'll be back. And I want y'all, to, I want, I really want y'all's opinion on. Uh, uh, and I say y'all's opinion, of course. I'm talking about the spirit within you now. Of, sister, I don't know what. Still, I don't know why your line was muted, but. Uh, okay, you're back. I see what it is. You dropped and called back. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, it's so many scriptures, folks. It's so many scriptures. I mean, I'm looking at something, and again, uh, we're going to take a little short break, and then we'll come back. But the law is is unbearable yoke of uh, Acts 15 and 10. The law receives sin but cannot fix it, Romans 3 and 20. The law worketh then faith. If the law worked, then faith would be irrelevant, Romans 4 and 14. The law brings wrath from those who follow it. I don't think that means what it sounds like. I think that's probably it, it just. I think it means being justified, looking to be justified by it. That's Romans four and fifteen. The purpose of the law was to increase sin, meaning the conscience show you that you're wrong. Stop doing this. Uh, this is going to destroy you. Stop it. Romans five and twenty. Uh, Christians are not under the law. Romans six fourteen. Uh, Christians have been delivered from the law. Romans seven. I just read that one. The law is good, perfect, and holy, but cannot help. You be good, perfect, or holy, Romans 7. Uh, I can't think I just read that, 7, 7 through 12. The law which promises life only brings death through sin or uh, guilt, I like to say. Uh, Romans 7 and 10, the law makes you, Romans 7 is powerful. Read that. The law makes you sinful beyond measure because of the guilt. That's Romans seven thirteen. The law is weak, Romans 8, 2 and 3. The strength of the law, excuse me, the strength of sin 
is the law. First Corinthians fifteen fifty six, the law is a ministry of death. Because when the guilt comes, death it brings death. Second Corinthians three and seven. This is a lot of scriptures to just overlook, never mention. You know, follow the law, don't ask no questions. I mean, we gotta we gotta rightly divide the word, and this is too many scriptures saying we're not under the law. The law is, you know. So I think I believe what it is saying is we follow the spirit, which is going to include thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and if so, follow the Sabbath or whatever. But I just think the way people are presenting it and making like this law, these laws are holier than New Testament. No, what's the holiest is whatever the Holy Spirit is saying right now. So what I'm going to do is take a little uh, short break, and we'll be right back, folks. i got to take this little short break because your brother, y'all's brother, needs to uh, uh, get him uh, uh, something to eat. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Songs Network. I'm Brother Seth. And we're just swinging away at probably the most controversial topic of all times. But we're not doing it just to be controversial. We're doing it to, out of love for our brothers and sisters because we want us to be one united front against the enemy. Hey, hey, I got a rep for the lion. 
I'm at the bottom most high only. Bring your tithes and offerings to the sons of Aaron. Only to Jerusalem only. Deuteronomy 16, the second Chronicles 7, 12. All should read it yourself. This is Malachi. Here to bring you the message. Okay, folks, we're back. And we're swinging. Again, you listen to Fossil Song Blog Talk Radio. We have on the line Brother Ella Shure, uh, also Brother Patrick, and both in Fort Worth, Cecilia Leon in Mercy, California. We've spoken with Lorenzo earlier, Sister Arlene also in Texas, and uh, they made some very good points. And uh, Sister Arlene, uh, during the break, we was kind of talking there. You know, I had to take that break, folks. And uh, she was saying something that was very valid. What she was saying, a lot of this we just that I just read earlier, we need to make very certain we understand what we just read, because that was a lot. A lot of these scriptures I read is simply to those that are trying to be justified by the law. But many people will read that and say, see, we don't keep the law. We don't keep the law. I, again, I never met anybody that say we can now lie, cheat, steal. I mean, lie, any of the Ten Commandments. I've never met anybody like this. I don't know why people say, well, you know, try not to keep the, the, the commandments. No, I never met. I just haven't. <laughs> when they say we're not under the law, what I, I know I mean is we're not justified by the law. Folks, this is a lot of scriptures I'm looking at. I'm saying, look at this, look at this. The law justifies nobody, Galatians 2.16. Christians are dead to the law, Galatians 2.19. I use all these scriptures when I talk, when I teach. I avoid these scriptures. So when you teach brothers and sisters, we got to be including all these scriptures. All of them. All of them. You can't just swear, I don't want to talk about that one. To go back to the law uh, after embracing faith is not a good thing. Galatians 3 and 1. That's deep. All for justification is all English saying. The law curses all who practice it and fall to to do it perfectly. Galatians 3 and 10. In other words, if you defend in one area of the law, this is what happens to you under the law, family and friends. And we'll come to you, Brother Ellis. I think I'm going to let you come to you. And then, well, let's go to uh, Brother Patrick because he had his system. And why didn't we'll come to Brother Ellis? Sure. You slow down here a little bit. But, again, the law has nothing to do with faith. True. Galatians 3, 11 through 12. Again, if you, uh, those are the laws for the lawless. You, I say it. When I preach and I teach, I say the laws for the lawless. You got to say that when you teach. You're teaching the word when you say it. You got to say all these scriptures. If not, you're not teaching the Bible. I just say that we still keep a lot of what the law was advocating through the Spirit. Because, folks, that's 19,000 things y'all do every single day that is not in the Bible. But there are things that the Holy Spirit is telling you not to do. If we did that, I think uh, Sister Arling and Brother Patrick hit on this earlier, we would be salvaged. That's what the lady was telling me in Israel. Seth, we don't have the Spirit. She, she didn't, you know, I don't know if I agree with everything she was saying, but what she was saying, if there is no sickness... What's with the gifts of the Spirit? If you don't, why do you need to get the healing if anybody's sick? So if you obey the law, uh, even the Old Testament law, I'm just talking about obeying, not being under them. But if you submit to a lot of these laws in the Old Testament for its diet, it can salvage your entire nation. Let me just say this. I'm going to sister, uh, excuse me, Brother Patrick. Last thing I'm going to say, go to this brother. This is what someone told me, and I said, that's powerful. Did you know you can't even die? <laughs> Without breaking a law, now we're going to break a law, obviously. That's why we're all going to die. So don't even think I'm saying nobody's not going to die. But I'm saying 
We experience death to the degree we break laws. Somebody, mother, father, have to break laws when you see these little kids dying early. Some, somewhere, somebody, the law has to be broken. That was one thing I heard. Again, we are going to break the law, so that's why we're going to see death. So I don't believe no one is going to die or anything like that, none cuckoo. But that was said to me, and I believe that that was told me in Israel. Another thing that I, that I, that I found in Israel is this. I'm talking to the Israelites in Demona. Another thing that we shared is, outside of Christ, the law is the next best thing. The Bible said if you can keep it, you be perfect. Do you know you won't even need the law? Excuse me, you won't even need the Messiah? If you could keep the law, the problem is nobody could keep the law. But if you keep the spirit of the law, for sure. What about those in Romans 2 that didn't have no law, family? And they pleased the Father with no law, more so than the Israelites, with no law. Because <laughs> they had the spirit. Brother Patrick, you had said much in a while. Going to go ahead and open up your line uh, now. Brother LSU, your line is now open. Sister Eliana, your line is now open as well. Brother Patrick, comments, please, on what you've heard so far. I mean, Brother Seth, I was waiting for you. Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on, hold on a second. I hadn't heard from Brother Patrick in a while. His line, it was some I talked with him offline. He had some trouble. So allow me to just go to him first, please. Brother Patrick, any comments on anything I've said? Uh, Cause yes. I know you're not going to be. Um, that's the only reason I'm, I'm going to uh, Brother LSU. I'm coming to this brother. Otherwise, trust me. Um, let me do this. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I think that people's opinions is making it complicated. You don't have to be a scholar to understand the scriptures, because I believe that 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 God meant for His uh, His His word. Uh, for salvation to be uh, uh, understood uh, by men and women uh, without having to be such a scholar. Uh, but I want to uh, reiterate what I said earlier and what Lady Arlene said, that we're saved by uh, the mercy of God, by what by what Christ, uh, the Hamashiach, Yahweh Shah, Jesus did on the cross. We're saved by his his uh, sacrifice for our sins, for the forgiveness of sins, because we all deserved death. Every one of us deserved death because the commandments have been broken even since Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden broke the commandment, uh, quote, unquote, the law. You understand? That's how death came into the world. So, uh, when he came, you know, he came to save us so that we wouldn't have to die an eternal death. Okay? So, but once we are saved, then what? Once we are saved, well, we keep the law because we are saved. Because once the law has been broken, then the law can't save you. But but once we are saved by the redemptive work of Christ. Jesus are Yahweh child on the cross, then we are to keep the law because we are saved. And at that, I want to. Um, yeah. Okay, very good point. I was listening at the to you speak, but I definitely listened to you. Appreciate that, brother. Let's show a comment, please. Hold on, his line is muted. Hold on one second. Okay, brother, now your line is on me. I apologize. Go ahead. What do you have to say? Okay, first thing, um, 
Herein lies the confusion. We are talking about three distinct things, but we have basically bonded them together to be one. Um, you said something. You said the way you even presented that, the law versus grace. Only through theology and the doctrines of man do we have the concept of law versus grace. Um, and let me show you why it's important, Brother Patrick. I agree with everything you said except for the fact that <clears throat> the issue is not scholars. No, we don't need scholars, but we need teachers. That's why he gave the fivefold ministry, because there are some things that literally within this scripture, within these scriptures that we read, and as I'll show them to you, what the very scripture even people say that regarding the Israelites' ability to comprehend and understand much of what Paul taught and what Paul preached. He said that the things that are hard to be understood by unlearned men. And uh, I'll read this scripture. But first I want to read the scripture, John 1, 1 and 17. So the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Yehoshat HaMashiach. But you know what very people read that? And let me show you why they read it. They actually contrast the law against grace. And the reason why, because if you read that right now, you're in the King James Version, you have John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 17. You're going to read, the, it says, for the law was given by Moses, comma. Then it has the word but. The word but is italicized. What that, does that mean? Anytime you see an italicized word in the King James Version of the Scriptures, that means that that but or that word was added by the translators in order to give meaning to the text. Many times it actually alters and changes the text, like in this case, because the word but means that you are contrasting the law, you're contrasting law against grace, and that was never the plan, and that's not true. The grace is actually a continuation of what the Most High began with Israel, for the law was given by Moses, and then grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The other thing is the issue of concept. You read a number of verses out of the book of Romans. Now, I put it very quick when I first started, everybody, so they understand, because context makes a difference. Because I'll be honest with you all. Let me say this, and I'll repeat this. No one on this line or who's listening, opinions trump what the word of the Most High said. What is important and the authority on these issues is the word. Now, you read from the book of Romans. Now, let's take, let's take stock into who the Romans are. The Romans were people who actually were Gentiles who actually had converted to Judaism. So when it says those who not have the law do keep the things by the law and doing the things that the law are, 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 are required, that's what it's stating, that they, that they do the things and they kept by the law. So now when we read Romans, you read all the way up and you got up through it. Now, I want to go to Romans 8.1, and this is what we're going to classify. This is why I come out say what Sister Arlene said is so extremely important and the way that she put it, because she really brought that thing out. Now, everything you see, because here's the thing. We're saying the law. Now, here's this. Now, it, wouldn't it be crazy if we said the law of country, the law of the United States, and we combined all the laws that affect the different states, the different municipalities, the civil law, along with criminal law, and we combined it all and said, now we just refer to it as the law. Therein lies the problem. In the beginning, I said he gave us laws, statutes, and commandments. They are not all one and the same. Because when we read in the New Testament, the emphasis is on keeping the commandments, not necessarily the law. And there was a reason for that. Now, what you just said now, so there's different aspects of the law. And we're dealing with the law of salvation predominantly when we're reading the books of Romans and Colossians. And we have now basically made that to include all of the law. All of the law that was given to Israel that was not just the emphasis of salvation. Now, to show you where, where everything you said, Seth, all those scriptures you read comes up to this one thing, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are which in Christ Jesus, Yahweh Hamashiach, who walk not after the flesh, as you put emphasis on, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hear me what I just said again. <laughs> Here it comes. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of what? Is anybody on the line reading? Has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin and death. Exactly. So what it just did, it just contrasted two laws. The laws of the spirit of life in Christ contrasted against the law of sin and death. All the laws that we talk about and why do we have these arguments and discussions, because we are only we are only referring to the laws that address sin and death. In Colossians, when it talks about no one, let no one judge you in these matters, and it says that cursed is he is hanging from the tree. He says because the curse was nailed to a tree in Christ. Well, guess what it's talking about? It's addressing the law of sin and death. It's not addressing all of the laws. It's not addressing the statutes. And nor is everything you read thus far addressing the law of commandments. It's addressing only one aspect of the law, and that is the law of sin and death. Now, roll over to uh, Romans chapter 10 and 1, and then we'll clarify it right there when he says it. Um, Romans 10 and 1. Oh, help me here, help me here, help me here. 10 and 4, I'm sorry. And it says this, and read this. And, and, and understand, read this like you were reading another book. Don't get all religious because you're reading the Bible. Read it with the same intellect you would read another book and then decipher. Romans 10 and 4. For Christ is the end of the law. Did he stop there? Hello, people. Did he stop there? Sister Aliana, did he end no. right there? He said it's the end of the law. Now he's going to specify what aspect of the law it's the end of the law for. It's the end of the right law for righteousness to everyone that believes. That's what Christ did. That's why I come. Now, let's go over to Romans 7. I mean, Gal, uh, uh, the Gospel of uh, John. No, Gospel of Matthew. Uh, I think it's 7 and 5. And what does it say? Think not that I've come to end the law or the prophets, but to fulfill. When Christ comes back, on the second advent, do you understand he's still fulfilling the requirements of the law? So how can we all of a sudden now consider something to be obsolete that even Christ himself, not Paul, because Paul is not the authority, Christ is. Because Thank you for what, saying that. Right, Christ, Christ totally is agree. the authority. Remember what Brother Patrick said. He said the laws that Christ gave. What did he give him? He gave him the testament. Let's not forget it. Even the Messiah said this. You, read, you search the scriptures daily, but in them you think you have what? What are you seeking for? Eternal life. Well, what is it? The scriptures are those who testify of me. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when the law was given, who gave that law? Because Absolutely. all of a sudden now, it's amazing that when we talk about the Trinity, we always want to see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as one. But when we talk about the law, we want to separate the Father from the Son. But they are one. And he clearly says that the, the, the laws are that which testify of me. Now, again, we go back to the issue because there's two laws written right there, as we saw in Romans. The law of sin and death versus the law of spirit of life in Christ. What Brother Seth has been expounding on is the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Now, and I'm going to show you where you can connect that to, of all things, the Old Testament. Let's go to Jeremiah, I believe it's 31 and 31. 
and we'll see how they connect right there in the scriptures. See, the most important thing, and this is why I come, I'm one of those persons that, I mean, it's not me, it's a lot of people, is that we get something when we start, people start giving opinions. The thing is this. A person of the people who are listening to me under the sound of my voice are not obligated to my opinion. They are not obligated to keep my word. They are obligated to keep the word of the most high. So if we're discussing issues, that's why it's so important that right now I could put everybody out of the room because I have my scriptures in front of me because if I'm going to have a conversation about the law, I need to be referring to from the source of that information, which is the scriptures, Jeremiah 31, 31. And that what I just read about the law versus grace is what caused a lot of this confusion because what Christianity did and what the brother, I can't remember the brother's name, the brother who was calling from Newport, what he was saying clearly is that they Lorenzo. created a bunch of, brother Lorenzo, they created a bunch of confusion. Here it is, Jeremiah 31, 31. Behold the day, this is about the new covenant. Behold the days come, saith Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was a husband unto them, saith Yahweh. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Yahweh. I will put my laws in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, No, Yahweh. Many Israelites have basically misinterpreted to say, if we still teaching about the scriptures, then we are not in the new covenant. No. It says only in the aspect of knowing him. There's a whole lot that has to do with who we are as a people and the, the, the kingdom of the most high other than salvation. Salvation is actually the first elementary step of getting into the door. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know Yahweh, for they shall know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says Yahweh, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. So the issue here is, is that what is he writing on our heart? If people are saying that the law is obsolete, then is this scripture a lie? Because he said he's going to write those laws on our heart. So therefore, but what Brother Patrick, the first question he brought about is the thing pertaining to that was pertaining to a man and that was pertaining to a woman. What's the spirit behind that? Efeminism. Really clearly. That's why I come, even Paul reiterates it. He says he talks about those who are effeminate. So what the issue is, is that it's a law against homosexuality in the nuances of homosexuality. So therefore, uh, if I understand that in my heart, then I take that in notion when I dress myself. I'm not going to dress myself. I'm not going to cross-dress. I'm not going to behave in any manner that is suggestive of a female because that's what the law on my heart says. It says that is wrong. So it's consistent with the law that was given to Moses. And so that's the things we have to keep in mind is that when we talk about the law, and people say that because there's a scripture in, in, in there's a scripture which you read yesterday, Brother Seth, I believe it's in Romans, and it says that when we walk by faith in the spirit, we do not annul the law, we establish the law. To understand that, you have to go to what Paul said in Hebrews about the Israelites welcome they didn't enter into the covenant. It says because they kept they kept it says that they didn't enter in. Why? Because an evil heart of unbelief. They were okay. keeping those laws, okay. and they felt that, that, that they were merited salvation. So, again, it's the context. We have to always keep the context. We have to always be remembered when we're reading the scriptures, who is the scripture written to, and that gives us understanding of what the apostles are trying to say. 
Amen. Amen. Now, that, I love how you put it to about the Gentiles. Before I comment, uh, Sister Eliana, well, first of all, Brother Patrick, I think, I think uh, Sister Eliana, I forget who commented last. Brother, uh, Sister Eliana, go ahead and comment on anything you've heard, please, if you have anything. I think that was so, yes, that was so excellent because uh, I love the way it was articulated that there is a distinction because truly the law is very important, even as Paul said, the law is good. Um, it's not a bad thing, but like like Brother Shur brought out, it is now written in our hearts. So the law is within us. It's not Amen. written on those tablets of stone. So we can keep we when we are those born again believers, and we are also Israelites. Those laws are written in our hearts, and also for anyone who accepts the, the Messiah or the Mashiach, is those laws are also. Uh, written in their hearts as well. And I love it how, you know, when he was bringing out the point, brother, that you were saying about um, the difference in teaching. So not that any man should have to teach uh, to know the Messiah or to know the Most High but we do have to be instructed. You have to go through instruction and learning and training on in our life to be uh, servants of the Most High in every way. So, Awesome. I love how you articulated that, broke it down, and ran the scriptural reference for it because that's where we're at. We're a people that are being uh, reawakened. We're the dry bones coming together, and those laws are very important for us. Like I said, they are for distinction. They are for a purpose. We have to know how to entreat and enter in and and walk with the Most High, and those laws are for that. It's just like every parent has laws for their home. And you expect your children to understand the rule of the home and and, and what your expectations are for them in order for them to be successful as a child growing up in your home. And when they do that, there are greater rewards. You know, we don't like to spend time chastising. You know, we call our children who don't get it, even though they've been taught, we call them knuckleheads or hard-headed children. But the ones that get it, you don't mind now you can take them to another level in relationship because they understand what is required. And that is what the Father expects of us. You know, the, our ancestors of old coming out of Egypt didn't have the heart, the mindset, and the, um, the willingness to obey those laws because they were on stone. But us today, with the Ruach, as Seth has been saying, through the Spirit, the Spirit can, can allow us to keep the laws because, the laws are written within our hearts. So this, the Ruach can, uh, can assist us in keeping those laws and even those commandments and even the statutes of the Most High because they are written within us and they are part of our DNA now. They are part of our essence and our being. And that is what the Most High had always intended for his people. So I love it. Uh, that's my comment. And once we understand that on a mature level, it's not hard for us to understand how beautiful, how beautiful the law of the Most High is. Even as it says in Psalm 19, the law of Yahuwah is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the of of Yahuwah are are um, are, are good, making wise the simple. And then it goes on to say further in that uh, psalm, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey from the honeycomb. So 
the laws of the Most High are beautiful, they're perfect, they're good, they're right, and um, they're a part of us now. So it's not something that we have to do by chastisement, by rope pat. It's just a part of our DNA. We are flowing now in the in the Ruach and the essence of the heavenly kingdom, and we're able to um, accomplish the desire of the Most High on the earth. Yeah. Uh, but amen, amen. That was powerful, both of you, both of you. Brother Patrick, any comments before I share? Oh, no comments, no comments. Okay. Well, listen, I, I, I pretty much agree with everything. I think we have different ways to say it. What I don't want to do is be saying the same thing and it sound like we're disagreeing. Bottom line is this, the law was weak. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm reading here from the scripture. I like to just read the scripture. That way nobody, I can get in trouble. This is from Hebrews. This is talking to Israelites. Israelites, you know, uh, the law is weak, useless, and make nothing perfect. If it did, we would need Christ. So that part where it was weak, Hebrews 7, I'm coming out of Hebrews 7, 18 through 19, okay? Uh, then Hebrews, matter of fact, the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, chapter 8, really talks about this. Then again, this is not to the, to the, uh, this is to, the, to us, y'all, our, our forefathers. Uh, verse uh, Hebrews seven, uh, excuse me, Hebrews eight is another good chapter. Seven and eight says, seven through eight says, God has found, has, excuse me, God has found fault with it, what it, the law, and created a better covenant. I know all of us 100% agree that it's a better covenant, enacted on better promises. Uh, uh, Hebrews eight and thirteen, it is obsolete. Growing old and ready to vanish. What? The law, all of the commandments? No. Being justified by it. I think Arlene brought that up. She was the first one to hit that base, get the first base on that. Again, we're not talking about being justified by it. And I do not believe that was Old Testament commandments or is the law. I don't, I don't even say it like that. The law is what, is what the Holy Spirit is telling you right now. On the Shabbat, uh, if it's saying keep the Shabbat, that's the commandments for you right now that's going to set you free. If it says don't go to work today, it must know there's going to be a shooter. Don't obey that law and see what happens. If it says don't eat this, disobey that particular law and see what happens. Uh, a last a, a verse is, um, it is only a shadow of good things to come and will never make someone perfect. There's not one person on this line that I, I sure would disagree with Hebrews 10 and 1 on that. So we're saying the same things in some ways. We might be a little different here and there, but the, 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 the goal of this show is to shed light. And I hear, again, a, a, a line is... Uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Let me just, I'll just hold on a second. We'll just meet and we'll come back. Okay. Y'all hear that? When y'all play this back, y'all gonna hear exactly what I'm saying. I just uh, muted your line, brother LSU. That's what that noise was. I think it ain't you though. It's not nothing going in your house. It's just your line. So I'm bring you back because I definitely want you to comment on what I'm saying right now. But family and friends, listen. I think we all saying the same thing. We're not under the law. We can't be justified by the law. We're not under the law. We're not justified by the law. So what laws do you keep? That was the name of the show. How do we keep Old Testament? Do we keep the Old Testament? And or the or and or the New Testament, you're gonna keep anything that gives life in the Old Testament that's relevant, and anything in the New Testament that gives life that's relative. The Ten Commandments that I should not steal in the New Testament, you may not see those exact words, but we don't steal. 
We don't commit adultery. You know, we have to talk about this Shabbat. Maybe if we have time tonight, I don't think we do. We'll probably have to come back and do that, uh, do a show where we talk about nothing but the Shabbat because I think this one you'll get to see a little bit more clear some of the questions. But it looks like we have a question on the phone lines. And let me open the brother up because I want him in on this. But, okay, now whatever happens, line is quiet, so he's back. Okay, Eric Coast 972755, go ahead with your question or comment. What's good, bro, Seth? John Hey, brother, what's happening? Uh, who am I speaking with? Uh, for those that don't know you, who are you and what city are you calling from? John Clark. I'm calling from abroad, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> you calling from where? Abroad. Abroad? What city? Come on, man. You're out in space. <laughs> I'm so I'm sojourning, passing my way through the land. Right now, I'm hailing <laughs> from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> All right. So John Clark, sojourning in California. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Good to hear your voice. I mean, y'all know this brother from being on previous shows, but I would love to know what you have to say about this conversation. It's kind of odd to me, this conversation, at least this is how I feel. I think we're kind of saying the same thing, but there is a difference. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, listen, before John comment, y'all turn on uh, uh, and listen to a lot of your pastors and a lot of the Israelites. There is a difference. There's some people think the Old Testament laws are more superior than the New Testament laws. I know what I'm talking about. And when they say, you need to obey the law, you need to obey God's laws, they're not talking about the New Testament. They don't never quote it. And, and you know, I'm not trying to put uh, Brother Lowe on the line, Brother Lorenzo, because uh, he can come on and defend himself. But, but you know, when I say, well, what must a person do to be saved? He started mentioning the Old Testament law. He's not the only one. It's thousands. And now he clarified himself later. But what I'm trying to say is, folks, we got to understand, the law, the commandment is not just the Old Testament. Because when you say that, it sounds like you're preaching that we're under it. We're not under it in terms of righteousness. We're under grace, and we have to obey all laws, whatever the Spirit is saying. It's going to say everything in that, well, not everything in that Old Testament. It's going to say a lot of the laws. It ain't going to tell not one of y'all go kill no lamb, bull, or goat. But in the Old Testament, that's what it was for. And if you're under the Old Testament and you're preaching that hard and heavy, remember, if you're offending one area, you're guilty of it. And for those, once again, we said this at the beginning of the show, and I come to you, Brother John, at the beginning of the show, if you do not believe, in the New Testament, y'all done got a hold of some bad doctrine. Y'all been listening to some weird people out there. And you don't believe in the New Testament? Question for you for tonight: What you gonna do with your sin? What are you gonna do with your sin? Aaron not around. Priesthood is not around. Go ahead, brother John. Thank you, brother Seth. You asked a question a moment ago. You said you believe that we're all saying the same thing, and obviously you're speaking to those on the line. I want to say what's good to everybody that's on the line. I won't go through and go through particular names because I know all of y'all for the most part, except for Brother Lorenzo. I apologize for getting to the show late because I did not intend to be at the show, but as fate would have it, here I be. The fact of the matter is that you are not saying the same thing. You unequivocally are not saying the same thing. Brother L has already made a distinction. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and make an even deeper distinction, and I'm gonna ask a question. The distinction that Brother L made hails from Romans 8. There are two laws resident there, the law of sin and death, and there's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Those are two distinct laws. Amen. I'll go further Amen. to say that there are two distinct um, high priests of those laws. 
You can find it in Hebrews. I'm not going to be quoting scripture. If you all need it, I'll get it to you. But for the people that read, we all know that Aaron was the high priest of the Mosaic law. And keep in mind, folks, I haven't made this distinction in its entirety yet. Aaron was that high priest. However, the high priest of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is none other than Yahweh Shahamashiach, a.k.a. Jesus the Christ. He is the high priest, as stated in Hebrews. Now, there is a difference in between the Ten Commandments and the Mosaic Law. As a matter of fact, I think it would stand to reason that if God took it upon himself to write the Ten Commandments himself with his finger in stone, that should be noted because that's not how the other judgments and, and, and commandments were written. They were written by Moses. And actually, they were initially written by Moses at the outset of their 40-year sojourn in the desert. However, in Deuteronomy, you will find that he began to write again after 40 years. He began to write again. Now, I'm going to go the one scripture that I do want to bring up is uh, Colossians. I'm going to go to Colossians, and I'm going to pick up at verse uh, chapter 2, and let's, I'm, let's go ahead and kick it to 12. 2 and 12, Colossians. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. This is talking about the father raising the Mashiach, the son. And you, that being anyone who is now rejuvenated, their spirit has been reborn, they are now a new spirit creature. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, flesh hath he now quickened together with him have forgiven you all trespass. Now, here's the important part, folks. 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. What I want to key in on is blotting out the handwriting of ordinances, which was against us which was contrary to us. A lot of, I would say, contemporary theologians, that's where they say you are no longer under, quote, unquote, the law. I think the mistake that they have made is that they're taking the Ten Commandments and incorporating that with those ordinances. However, there is a distinction. I've already made one. That first distinction being Moses wrote the ordinances. God himself wrote the Ten Commandments. Those ordinances were written on some type of parchment, a scroll, if you will. The Ten Commandments written, written in stone with the finger of God. I'm going to take you now to Deuteronomy 31 and 9 because I'm going to show you the distinction. Deuteronomy 31 and 9. One moment. Now, as a caller... <laughs> You're getting a red carpet, just so you know, brother. Do your thing. All right. <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, before before I hit Deuteronomy 31 and 9, I want to corroborate the information that I just gave you in Deuteronomy 1 
and 1. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side, Jordan, in the wilderness. That means they have not passed over the Jordan into Canaan land, as it were, or the promised land, as it were. They have not passed over yet. They are still uh, east of the Jordan River. Um, in the plain over against the Red Sea between Tyran and Tophel and Laban and Hazaroth and Dizahab, there's 11 days' journey, so on and so forth. And it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month of the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them after he had slain Zion and the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, which dwelt in Ashtaroth in Israel. So these are commandments. The very first chapter of Deuteronomy is letting you know that 40 years post uh, Ten Commandments covenant at, uh, on Mount Horeb, we, 40 years later, we have commandments that, are, that Moses is etching out. Now let's go to Deuteronomy 31. Um, Brother John, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Hold on one second. I don't mind you doing your thing. Okay. I, be, I thought you weren't going to make it, though. That's why I have invited Brother Patrick. But let me go with him real quick because he's got to go, and we'll let him go. And you can just sure. talk as long as you want. But I just uh, just give me one second here. Okay. Uh, Brother uh, Patrick, no, hold, hold a thought. I want you to finish, Brother John. Just hold a thought, and let me let him go because he had said. Uh, Brother Patrick, you there? Yes. I know you had to go, and uh, I just didn't want to interrupt the brother. But listen, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. You already said you had to go early. Do you have any last words before I turn it back over to John? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, brother John is bringing out some very interesting points, and I, I really did enjoy the show. I enjoyed the comments, the, the comments from uh, Brother Elishua, uh from Lady Arlene, and uh, uh, I pray that y'all will continue to grow in the knowledge and wisdom of of, of the Hamashiach. And thank you for having me on. Well, appreciate you, brother. We enjoyed you as well. You said a lot of key things throughout the show. Really, really know that we appreciate you. And I'll be talking to you later, brother. Shalom. Uh, Apostle, before you uh, go. Okay. Are you there, Patrick? He hung up. Brother Patrick. Okay. Because yeah, he's got the blue lines and he dropped. But go ahead, Brother John. You're fine. Just keep yeah. on. I just want to say something to him before he run because he said, Brother, I can't stay. Well, I and did. so I held him over. Go ahead. No, I respect that. There's a question that I want to propose to him that I'm going to propose to everybody on the line. And I want every person, be you Hebrew, Israelite, be you Gentile, be you heathen, that you have to ask yourself. But before I do that, I'm just going to simply read Deuteronomy 31. I'm going to go straight to verse 9. And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priests, the sons of Levi, which bear the ark of what? The covenant of the Lord and unto all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, at the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord, so on and so forth. I'm going to jump down. Hold on. Commanded.
Okay, one moment. I'm trying to find my. And while you get it, man, let me go ahead and just tell everybody again. Everybody, I really appreciate everybody tuning in today to this show. I uh, got a phone line full of people still. Y'all hanging on, even. Really appreciate every single one of you. All the area codes. Uh, I don't know what the five seven three is, but I see. I'll see some family. Just appreciate all of y'all. And if you have a question for Brother uh, John, or, or since you're just going to go ahead and I'm sure just kind of ride with us, um, Brother Elishua, Sister uh, Eliana, uh, pre- uh, just press one if you have a question or comment. It's not a problem. Just press one and I'll bring you on. Okay. Thank you. Go for ahead, that. Brother John. I apologize for not being as well versed in the scriptures. I kind of leave that to Brother L and Brother Seth and. Apostle Patrick and Brother Oh, man, your verse. I'm just kind of you, 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 You're fine. Go ahead. The, 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 I started at verse 9 letting you know, hey, this is, the, this is what Moses has written, had written 40 years later. Verse 25 says that Moses commanded the Levites which bear the ark of what? The covenant of the Lord, saying, take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, that it may be there for a what? Witness against thee. Folks, that's the point that I'm driving at. The Ark of the Covenant was named that because that's where the covenant was. It was inside of the Ark. What Moses wrote, he wrote that, and he told the Levites to put that in the side of the Ark. When I read to you a moment ago, it said that what was blotted out was the ordinances that were against you. That's exactly what those laws were. They were against you. They testified against you that you did not keep them. So the question hey, that man. I pose to everyone on the line, and you do not have to answer this on the line and put this up on the spot, but it's a question that bears asking, who is your high priest? Because if you say that it's mandatory to keep, let's say, the Feast of Tabernacles, then Aaron is your high priest. And I'm just being very plain with you all. If that's what you're saying is mandatory as opposed to it's not compulsory, you can do that to, to, to recognize who you are as an individual and your people and do it with them, then, hey, that's fine. But if you're saying it's compulsory, then Aaron's your high priest because th- that was not the Ten Commandments. However, if you say that the Messiah, Christ, is my high priest, you could not have him as a high priest unless you died to death, that he died physically, you died spiritually, that being a sign in baptism. You died to yourself, and you are now a reborn creature. So the second question is, if a person is dead, do they have to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, that sounds like a silly question, but the fact is that you are a new creature if you've been born again. How dare you tell someone that it is mandatory that they have to keep whatever given feast or whatever given case when that was nothing more than the law that was against you, that was a teacher that was to bring you to the Messiah, where now you're no longer a child, you're no longer a servant, you are now a son. There's a variance. You are now a son. If you want to stay the servant and the child, you can do that. Just continue to make those laws compulsory. If you want to be a son, you follow the law that's written on your heart, and that law is based in love. You love your God, first four commandments. You love your neighbor. 
the next six commandments. It's very simple. I've said it before. If you have a child five years old and you say, Daniel, when you get home from school, I want you to eat your sandwich. It's right there on the countertop. I want you to do your chores, do your homework, and then you can go outside. And you do that for five years. Now your child is 10 years old, and you forget to put the note out. You expect that child to do what he has been taught to do. Why? Because that child doesn't need the instruction on paper anymore. It's written in his heart. He knows that if he goes outside without doing any of those things, you come back and you say, what, why did you do that? He knows why. Because he knows your instruction from the papers all those years before. And with that, I'm done. Thank you all for listening. Brother Seth, you there? I can freestyle another 15 minutes, bro. <laughs> John, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Hell, I'm not sure okay. Brother Seth is. Okay. Well, I'll pick up However, with Brother Seth. with Brother Seth Go being ahead. gone, I'm just going to pick up and say, is there anyone, you included, Brother L, would like to comment on that? And again, I don't mean to sound combative or belligerent or anything like that. I just have conviction in my statements. They're backed up by scripture. And I'm just saying, hey, Who's your high priest? And if you're dead, then you keep the priest of tabernacle. That's all I'm saying. Right. And in that regard, I would say I, I completely agree because the thing is, is that I was going to actually make that point and that remember what I said in the beginning. I said that what we've done, and that's why uh, is we have basically combined all things together to make them one, and that's why I felt that Sister Arlene's comment at the beginning of the show was so instrumental and so emphatic because it, it brings clarity. To, it, it sets a point points to consider before we even go to analyze it. And as I said, the law of sin and death, if the law of sin and death has now been diminished by the law of spirit and life in Christ, then the necessity is that that means that it requires a new priest. And priests do what? Priests do not handle matters of governmental affairs. Priests handle issues that have to do with righteousness, salvation. Hold on, Brother L. Brother L. Brother L. You're talking. You're talking too much. You're talking too much. Let me get somebody else on the line. I'm just trying to do my best. You're talking too much on my show, brother. Brother, and I just wanted to give somebody else a chance. I apologize, folks. I, I'm actually <laughs> silly in, in that absence. But no, but that's funny. But no, so that's the issue. So is that we have to keep that in mind because there is a new priesthood. Because again, we have now. We have been transformed from the law of sin and death to now we under the law of the spirit of life in Christ. So that requires what? A new priesthood. And that's what the whole book of Hebrews is about, is the fact that now there's a new, there's a new <clears throat> priesthood because that law, that part of the law has been altered. It's been changed. And so that's where it requires a new priesthood. And it goes back to the point, again, that... Uh, and I want to test this is what I want to do. And I'll do it while Seth is off the line and Seth come back, do what he does. Let us go back to the beginning. First of all, keep in mind people that are listening. Do you understand that Israel are the first people on the planet to ever receive a a a code of of, of instructions regarding to how they relate to the most high and it was given in a document. It was given on tablets of stone. No other belief system on the planet can make that testimony that they have something that was given in a document or given in stone that was written by the finger of Elohim himself. 
And then that okay. which he gave to Moses, he committed. And he committed it to an oracle in which the oracles were given to um, scribes, and they put it on paper. Now, there's a reason right. for that. And the reason for that is that, so therefore, that we never forget that there is something that I'll because now when people talk about the commandments, and matter of fact, I'm going to go right to where I was, and that's John, first John 1, 21. It says, my little children, it says, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yahweh Shad Hamashiach, Jesus Christ the righteous. And what is sin? Sin is transgression of the law. Everybody keep that in mind. And he is the propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins out for the world, for the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He said, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word him, in him verily this love of Elohim is perfected. Hereby know that we are in him. He that says he abided in him ought himself also to walk. Who is he talking about? Even as he walks, talking about Christ. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you hear from the beginning. The commandment which is the word which you heard from the beginning. In the beginning, he gave us a law. He gave us a temple, and we worshiped in that temple. Now, here's the thing. This is why the, 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 the new covenant is so important, because the Most High, in his infinite wisdom and foresight, knew that the temple was going to be destroyed. The Messiah mm -hmm. prophesied the destruction of the temple 70 years in advance. And the temple, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not 70 years, 40 years in advance, and the temple was destroyed. So here's the question. Right. No, it was actually, my bad. Yeah, so here's the question is, if he knew that in his foresight, did he not make compensation in order to continue to communicate with his people? And that's why I come in the New Covenant and said that he would write his laws, his statutes, and his commandments up on our hearts. And so when we come to the commandments, and this is the subject that brought this whole conversation about, and what was it? It was the issue, do we keep the Sabbath? Well, you just said it. Brother Seth made it out. Brother Elishur, Brother Elishur, okay. do my favor. Brother, let's not hit that this week. Hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Everybody, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let's not hit the Sabbath. It's almost about closing time, and we would really not do justice to it. Please, let's do that maybe next week. Please. Okay, and, right, and that's no problem, but I just want everybody to wear this and remember. I think that everybody on this line, and, and basically John pulled together all the tapestries and pulled them into one with the comments that he made, but I think that everybody on this line would agree that we are to keep the commandments of the Most High, seeking of, and, and specifically the Ten Commandments. Because here's the thing. I hear Christians say this all the time. Now, they say that they're believers, that they're Christians, that they're born again. Well, if you're born again, that means you're born again into the kingdom of God. If you're born into the kingdom of God, I got to ask you, what kingdom on planet exists without a law to govern that kingdom? Because there are no laws in the New Testament. So can somebody tell me that? Let, let, uh, let, let me say this, Brother Elishua. I, I oh. promise you, I keep hearing people say that, a Christian that think we don't know how to keep the Ten Commandments. I, I, don't, I don't know one Christian. I don't know one. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of someone that say, "No, we're not under the law, bro. We don't keep. We, 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 you know, you can steal or you can commit adultery." Every preacher I know, fake or phony or righteous, every believer I know, baby, I never heard someone say, "We don't have to keep Ten Commandments." What they have trouble with, which is I didn't want to talk about this week, is the Sabbath. I believe they they believe you're not supposed to have no other God before me. Uh, they believe not to lie, no adultery. 
uh, graven images is some people don't understand. That's why all these images of Christ. But I don't understand why people say, Christians say, you know, we don't have to keep Ten Commandments. I've never heard anybody say that. Oh, that's books written on it. There's, there's whole network televisions that were dedicated. As a matter of fact, about three years ago, they basically, uh, a lot of these big-time televangelists, um, um, uh, name, one, Stone, name one, uh, name uh, one, name one, name just, one. I just uh, want just one. Okay. What's the right what's the right lady who is very big, has a very large ministry that comes on TV? George Myers. Uh George Myers. You don't have to keep the commandments. Uh what's the Asian oh, Hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Oh, you're talking fast now. Because I'm there for me. Hold on, hold on, but let me in. Okay. Go to those people. Listen. Hold hold on a second. Both of those people come on um I'm just gonna put it like this. Both of them are played in this house. I don't look at them, but they are heard. My hood don't matter. I promise you, Joyce Myers, do not believe you can steal, lie, commit adultery, have other gods before them. I disagree. Well, Seth, it doesn't matter whether you disagree or not, because I can actually find you the tape and hear us out of her home mouth, well, as well as Tim Story, Kenneth Copeland, and another. Let me finish my, my comment, please, because I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't never like to be accused of misrepresenting people when I call their names. Because if I accuse you of something, that means I got evidence that you did what you said. And they said that because we are now in the spirit and because we are under grace, we are no longer obligated to the commandments. They said this out of their mouth, and I could pull out experts on each person that I named who has said that. And that is a movement that is within parts of the evangelical Christianity. And the fact is that even if you're not one of them, everybody on this line, everybody on the line under the sound of my voice, I guarantee you I can indict you on one point where you don't keep the commandment because you think that it's an option, but you don't think all the other nine commandments are optional. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let me say this. Number one is this. I'm very familiar with Kenneth Copeland, and I guess we'll just have to disagree until we actually do But when I hear them say, we, I never hear them say we're, we don't have to keep the commandments. This is what I hear them say. We're not under the commandments no more. We're not under the commandments. And I just got through reading scriptures that says that in the, it, I mean, pretty much the same thing. But no, people, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get this out. And since the other day, we ain't here in time, because we both, hold on, brother, sure, just, I got you, but just let me say something, man. Okay. I got right you, right. I got okay. you, you got the mic, you're going to talk, it's, it's okay, but what I, I'm familiar with these ministries, I don't hear at least a hundred messages by Kenneth Copeland, and I know what that man teaches, he does not teach you, you can lie, you can cheat, you can commit, that. he believes we're not under the Ten Commandments, and guess what, in terms of it being, uh, 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 providing you righteousness? We're not. I just got through reading scriptures that say the law is dead, and it sounds like it's saying the same thing he's saying. That's the Bible. I think what's happening, this is just me, and you got your opinion on what you perceive in your spirit the Father is saying? So do I. Neither one of us is superior to other. Let's not even act like it is. I'm not, I hope I'm not acting like it. I just believe in my spirit. Those people you name believe we're not under the commandments, and I don't believe it either. I don't think we're under it. I do think the law was weak. I do think there was a reason we were put under grace, because it was weak, and you've already said this too. So I don't think we want to be – I don't want us to be saying the same thing. I, I, I don't believe those people believe you can just live 
any old kind of way. They've never said that. So I, I hear you. I'm going to let you go ahead and comment on what I just said. And then, Sister Eliana, I would love for you to jump in here between us males and just give us what you feel in your spirit as well. Go ahead, Brother Ellis. Oh, oh, let me begin by Am I unmuted? Yeah, you're unmuted. I didn't mute you. Let me I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, let, let go ahead. Earlier. Huh? You muted me earlier, and I wasn't able to jump in after Brother John because okay, my line was muted. Okay, must have been an accident because for sure I'm trying to get you in to, to, to balance it out. Uh, <laughs> baby, since, I, since I said to the brother, I want him to, out of, just since I said that, I put that word out there, let him finish. Uh, brother, let you please try to res, uh, respond in less than two minutes, and then see how you can go and kind of, and, you know, and share as well. I'm just trying to go back no, and forth to not just one person. Up. Sister Eliana, by all means, go ahead and make your comment. Uh, I'll pick up. It's no, um, we got a minute. I'll, I'll just say one thing anyway. Go ahead. Please make your comment. Okay. So I wanted to say, um, right over here, I'm over here in uh, Matthew chapter 3, and I wanted to say this. I wanted to read this. So um, what I wanted to say here is that um, in Matthew chapter three thirteen, it says, then cometh Yeshua from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Now, we know that there was a changing of the guard in terms of priesthood and also fulfillment of certain laws, as the Messiah said he was coming, not to take away the laws or the prophets, but to fulfill. So he comes to John, his cousin, who's baptizing Israel. And to my knowledge, uh, baptism, this, was, this was the first time baptism had even been introduced to Israel um, during the t- period of John's baptism. So, um, and so in verse 13 it says, Then cometh Yeshua unto, from Galilee unto Jordan, unto John, to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And this is the interesting thing that the Messiah said. And Yeshua answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Yeshua, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the spirit of Yah descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And what I'd like to comment with those scriptures is this. It's a lot that we don't understand. And we can't even pretend that we really understand the real deep intrinsic purpose of the father. But uh, it was said earlier that the Most High Yah gave all of the commandments, statutes, ordinances, writings, everything pertaining to his kingdom, everything pertaining to the prophecy of the Mashiach coming, everything pertaining to the setting up of Israel proper in the land before they even went into the land, everything governing from their daily tasks to their marriage rituals to their children to offering their children to the Father. We cannot begin to remotely understand any of this because we have to remember we are just barely understanding why we are in the diaspora and in our captivity, and we are about to come out. 
So it's good that we're having a discussion, and it's good that the Most High is giving us bits of revelation. But as the scripture says, we know in part, and we see in part, but we do not see the full picture. So it's pointless and moot for us to argue points. Because um, on the one hand, as Hebrew Israelites, we are supposed to be coming up out of these churches, but it seems as if some of us are still being fed daily by these churches, while others of us are trying to really tap into the water of life of of the Ruach and understand our plight as Hebrews and where we should be. And if you're, if one side is going to still listen to these preachers and ministers who have perverted the gospel, changed the laws of God, changed the times of worship, the seasons as the Father prophesied through his prophets, and we're still drinking from that well, we are going to be in conflict with each other. Because if that is where you're getting your source of life, then you're going to hold to those values. If you are tapping in and you have divorced yourself from that to hear from the Most High, to study the book, as Yeshua said, um, study the scriptures, for in them you think you have life, but they are they that testify of me. If you are studying the scriptures and you're getting the revelation from the Ruach and it is not in keeping with what these televangelists, these mega churches are saying, yes, there's going to be a conflict in Israel understanding the heart of the Father. So right now I would say we are still learning, and we do not have all the answers to these very, very serious questions and topics. And we have to allow the the Ruach to lead us and guide us into all truth. And that's my comment on this subject. Well, let me just say this, and we can close out here in a little bit. I'll get everybody the last word here in a second. You can't make it about no more than three minutes. Well, two, it depends on how long I go here. I'm going to try to go minimum here. But listen, Sister Eliana, in terms of the mega people and all that, this is what I believe, folks, because that right there can be confusing. Who do we listen to? If I go try to find a Hebrew church right now, this is what I'm going to find. It don't matter if I'm in New York. It don't matter where I'm at. If I say, I'm only going to tune in to folks that know Israel, this is what I have found. Arlene used to really be, and I hate to bring her name up, but she used to really be on this whole Hebrew thing. She stopped. Because when we try trying to obey the feast days, we go to this one synagogue or church, and they didn't know when to meet. We went on one day, I never forget, we were all dressed up, all excited, it was, they had to take us another day. We tried to organize people. Arlene wanted to create this thing where you punch in a zip code and get all of the assemblies. These folks, Hebrew Israelites, teachers, are some of the most unorthodox, unorganized. You're talking about confusion? You don't want to be trying to get none from them exclusively. I say to everybody, this is my conviction, and y'all can share whatever you want in your last moments. I'm going to be fair. And by the way, let me just say this, okay, about me hosting the show and who's talking on it, because this is on my heart. i got to get this out. I'm not going to think nothing when this show is over. Everybody's going to be cool with me. As a host, I'm long-winded. Everybody know that. I am. It don't mean it's right, but I'm long-winded. I like to set things up. I like to comment on things. And sometimes, if I'm not careful, I talk a little bit too much. But as a host, as guests, I think all of us should just 
chime in a little bit and back out. Let somebody else chime in. Chime in a little bit, back out. Among the guests, I feel like on any show, it should be pretty much equal timing. Okay? Now, some people are long-winded, and some people just got a lot to say, and, and let's give them a break. Some people are going to be a little bit longer. I understand that. But please understand my heart. Everybody on this show is, to me, scholars. I know Brother Patrick was saying, oh, we're not scholars, or something like that, or, or maybe he was saying we are scholars. But everybody on this show, I think in some areas, Brother uh, brother Ellis uh, should know more than I know. I think in some areas I know more than he know. Or maybe it doesn't even matter that I know more. But I do think sometimes the brother... He is just on. Even when he talks longer than I want him to, what he's saying is valid. I'm just going to go here. He, what he's saying is profound. And I'd be like, oh, tag, I want So I just let him. Okay, but I should not be in any way looked down upon or trivialized by how I try to do things. I just want to get everybody in equally. And I don't know if that's a big sin, but it's a weakness on my part. Y'all pray for me. But just know that I, I really want everybody to share equally. And with some people sharing a little bit more, I don't care. So just know that my heart is right, as I wouldn't invite you on. I, I want everybody's input because y'all are some very smart people. Now, with regards to what Sister Eliana just said, I think the solution is to listen to whoever crossed your path. The Bible says a righteous man is steps are ordained of the Father. If you truly, 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 that's, that involves me or anybody, if you truly, 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 it's about the Father's heart. He's going to bring people across your path with information. That's why I tell everybody, make sure your friends have have some kind of spirituality about them. Because if you are island to yourself, some will believe in your own philosophy, you get in trouble. That's why I believe in fellowship so heavy with people that fear the most. Just like y'all on this line. If I'm looking at TV and somebody comes on the TV, that's where I'm at. I'm at home. If you don't have enough funds to make the TV, then you won't be on TV. But everybody on TV is not wrong or in, in fault or anything, some of them are. Most A lot of greed going on, because if you're on TV, it's most, as a rule, you've got a little money, but Joyce Myers has helped millions of people. And does she believe Israel? No. Does she not pre- preach things like hell and all? No. I have problems with Joel Osteen. Does he encourage people, though? Lift them out of, out of depression? Yes. Does he not preach hell and demon spirits and spiritual warfare? No, I have trouble with him. But I will be, uh, 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 I'm just going to say it like this. I listen to whoever, whatever word come across my path, and I judge it. And that's the way Brother Seth going to roll. I'm not going to roll with people just saying we Israelites. That's not good enough. That's not the only revelation out there. That's not the, the most smartest people out there. There are people out there that have, that have walked, live in circles around some of us, and they don't know nothing about no Israel. So that's where I stand with that. And I'm not disagreeing with anybody that want to just go with everybody saying Ruach and long names of God and all that. You know, it, hey, that's okay because that is his proper name. But I'm I'm higher than pronouncing his name proper, obeying the Shabbat. You know, uh, uh, just stuck up on. Uh, I just, I just, I just. That's where I'm at. So, uh, y'all comment brief, briefly, please. And uh, on what I just said, uh, Ellis, you want you to go? Please don't go to more about two or three minutes because I wrap the show. Hold on, hold okay, on. Somebody, somebody, hold on, somebody, somebody. We got that rule. Somebody just press one. A private line. This is going to be interesting because this is a private line, meaning they don't want to be identified. So I can't say identify you because you're in a private line. But but go ahead with your comment or question, whoever it is, is on the private line. Go right ahead. So I want to press one on the phone. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, 
Okay, they must be scared. I heard a little laugh in the background. Go ahead, Elisha. Elisha, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, I only have two quick things to say now, and it won't take but two minutes. And that is this. Is that, number one, I've frequently say that there are laws in the New Testament. I've yet to find a law in the New Testament. But yet, the Messiah came preaching from the time he was baptized. He went forth teaching the kingdom of God is at hand. So therefore, the Messiah's emphasis was not on a religion. It was on a kingdom. And I've never known a kingdom to exist that did not have laws. And this kingdom has laws. It is the very laws in which we have been discussing tonight. And for those of you all who are not aware, I would pray that you would read the prophets and you will understand that the very issues that we're discussing carries over to the millennium. Even over into, into the new What about the law of life in Christ? Somebody's thinking that. What about the law of life in Christ? There's just one thing I thought of quickly. Right. The law of life in the Christ is an eternal That's law. New Testament. That's New Testament. But you said there's no laws in the New Testament. But there's a law. Okay. And the law of life. Okay. On that, then I'll stand corrected. There's a law of life in Christ. But guess what? That is a law dealing with the issue of salvation. It is the only law addressed in the New Testament. So I got to ask you. So the question becomes this. If the whole objective of that surrounds about the issue about being again, born again in salvation, my question to many of you believers, and this is where you're stuck at, and that's why we always boggle down in this discussion, in this conversation, what do you do after your salvation is secure? Because your salvation is secure as long as you continue to follow the Spirit, follow the law of, the sin, of, the law of sin and death. What we don't understand is that most of the stuff in the New Testament has only to do with the issue of, of, of salvation. The reason we ha- have these discussions is because when those people chose to compile those scriptures, it was Greeks, it was, it was Gentiles that did it, and their only concern was not coming into the kingdom of God. That's why when the brother made the comment about the Catholic Church, their issue was is that they wanted Gentiles to be able to come into the kingdom. That was their emphasis, and all they emphasized was salvation. I'm going to read two scriptures, and I'm through. First John 3 and 1, Behold, what man of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of Elohim. That's what John was talking about. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Behold, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him, in him, this is what it comes down to, every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even if he is pure. Whosoever committeth transgression, also, whoever committeth sin transgresses also the law. Now, hear what I'm about to say. Not I'm about to say the scripture says. For sin is the transgression of law. Do you understand that whenever we talk about sin, how can you talk about sin and not and eliminate the issue of the law? Because that's what sin is. Sin is transgressing the law. And now when it goes back in the last verse, my but brother, brother, brother real quick, because mm-hmm. I'm going to go over to your two minutes. You're well into three minutes now, if not four. But listen, yes, I want you to answer this. Because some people are going to say this. I know you're thinking this. You said sin is a transgression of the law. But the Bible said where there is no law, there is no sin. There is no law in the new dispensation. Why does it say, now hear me out, hear me out real quick, because I know people thinking this. The Bible said we're not under the law, so there's no sin where there's no law. With our sin, with our flesh, we only serve sin, not with our spirit, which is where all of our action is in the spirit. Go ahead. Okay, so what is John talking about? What is John talking about? You explain it to me. What is John I will explain it to you. 
In Christ, there is no law of the Old Testament. We are now what? under grace. There is, and the Bible says, "Where the this is what I, this, hold on, God says, and I'm gonna let you finish. I'm being honest. I'm, I'm doing thirty seconds. I'm let you have last words. Cause I'm gonna be fair. This is what's confusing when you try to ignore all those other scriptures and say this is to the Gentile, this is to the Gentile. There's over three hundred scriptures saying we're not under the law. The law is dead. The law is dead. The law is dead. And we want to philosophize it away. The law is dead. We're not under the law. There's a reason we have a new covenant because the law was weak. Why was it weak? Because it introduced sin. But where there is no, where there is no law, there is no sin. Sin is not imputed unto us because why? We're not under the law. We keep laws, and every time the scriptures. Spirit tell you something, you can call it a law, commandment, or whatever, but that is going to salvage you. And that's what the law in the Old Testament did. Go ahead. Okay, we are no no longer under the law of sin. I don't know what happened. Can I say really, really quick to that response? Because it sounds like, now this is where we have to really be careful arguing on on a show like this, because it sounds like what you're saying, Brother Seth, is that if there is no Law, there is no sin, and with our flesh, and the spirit, spirit, not in the flesh. Listen, listen, what I'm saying, because the way it sounds coming across to me, it sounds like someone could take that argument, be a pedophile, and say they're in with their body, they sin, but with their spirit, they love the Most High Yah. There is no law, and they have not. And that is why the Romans want to open up. Hold on, that's why. that's why Romans want to open up with, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? So you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's why Paul kept saying, what shall we say then? Shall we continue saying that grace may abound? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. In the spirit, there is no sin. But you know what? Let me just say this to everybody, because I don't want this in on a, on a bad note. We're running out of time. Brother LSU, you profound, brother. You was good tonight. I enjoyed you, believe it or not. I really did. Every time you talk. I'm not just saying this to be politically correct. I ain't scared of y'all, I tell you. I ain't trying to have no show. This is how it gets on this topic, family and friends. This is how we do it. I think we should have a part two next week. I'm not scared of it. I think we did pretty good the whole show. It's just that we run out of time. I really would like the LSU talk another 15 minutes like he did earlier. I don't care. But we run out of time. That's all there is to it. And, and it's, it's gonna, if I don't be careful, it's going to sound like I'm being rude because I'm worried about this clock, and I'm, and I'm not. But we got to wrap this up. So I'm going to give you all 30 seconds. I do mean 30 seconds. we got to go. Now, actually, it's 58. It's 1058. It's 1058. We got to wrap this show. It's 1058. We got to wrap this show up like now. So. Let me just say this. Time got to us. Time got to us, y'all. We can't say nothing. It's just ain't going to be long enough. It's 1050. Last week, the show shut off on us. So please forgive me. As the host, I've been trying to watch the clock, trying to be fair in time, just run out. Brother LSU, you did wonderful as usual. Brother Patrick, if you're listening, thank you for coming on. Brother John, you know, I thought you weren't coming on, but I'm glad you did. And Sister Eliana, beautiful as well. Y'all, I'm not playing. I really did like this show. It's just one of those shows we just... You know, I wish we had more time. We just went the maximum three, three, three hours. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, uh, close out the show because uh, I don't want the time to shut off on us. Um, to see Eliana, I want you to take about 30 seconds. I literally mean 30 seconds. If it's shut off, everybody, please forgive me again. 30 seconds, please. I'd like to be on part two. Blessings and shalom. Okay. All right. And Brother L. Shua, 30 seconds, please. Brother Ella, shoot 30 seconds, please. I was on mute. Real quick, yes, I will uh, love to be on this conversation next week because I believe that, that we really barely scratched the surface. 
and that we get understanding. And all you're getting, get understanding. And with that, I would say to Shalom, everyone. And if you're going to listen to the show next week, I would suggest that you read the scriptures upon this subject and then have some questions for us next week so we can get the clarity because I'll be okay. able to get understanding. Brother, Brother John, <laughs> do it next week. Peace. All right, brother. Peace. And listen again. Thank y'all for listening to Thousand Songs. I hope y'all understand. Don't don't let the last five minutes rattle y'all. We didn't have enough time, and I had to cut people off, and it looked like I was trying to give them to the talk and all that. We have time. It's all there is to it. Okay. This is how we do it. Well, everybody, 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 everybody cool. I think this was a very good show.